You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. You're listening to the Josh Adams Podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. Yes, yes, After Dark. I'm a different guy right now. CEO, the king of the Dominican Republic is in the building. <laughs> Not at all. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and you know who it is, nigga. One of my favorite guests on here, nigga. Literally, probably uh, one of the most talked about guests. He brings. Yeah, I guess he got a catchphrase. Nah, he in the building. <laughs> Dave, you know how I go. Chisel. what up, nigga? They know how I go. In here, my clear shirt. No, no, this, this H and M, dog. H and M. I don't know. I just, it look, it look nice. <laughs> I wish uh, it did. Was. It, it looks nice. You got a nice shirt on. Appreciate so, it. Um. Uh, I just came from the gas station, uh, saw a thick little bitch in there with a tat on her thigh. Ooh. Yeah, she was in the, there. Mm, she the was mark. in there. And, um, because it's been like, I got God been keeping me on the straight, man, straight and narrow. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to build with who I'm trying to build with. And she was in there, and God was like, Here go your test. And she was in there, and we went down the same aisle, and I was trying to buy some of them juicy fruit, uh, 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 little, little uh, licorice bitches I like, and she went and grabbed for one too. And I just like, no, nah, bitch, I went and just got some chips. And um, should have hit me up. I would have been like, I pick up your slack. Hey, I didn't know that. And Dave, right, and Dave a real nigga because he was sitting fresh as fuck on the porch for thirty minutes waiting on me. I don't know why he didn't get in his car. I, I didn't know you was right. I didn't know you pulled right up and was right outside. Hey, man, but, you got to post up, dog. Got to show love. No, nah, I appreciate that. I did not think you would have been right where the fuck you was at. So That's all good. That's just what happened to me. Kari called me this morning and said, fuck it, you ain't go to work. Let's do a podcast. What you been up to, Kari? Man, you know, grinding on this uh, a lot of studio, getting the cash app, crowdfund together, uh, along yeah, with yeah, that, yeah. Uh, other client work and, you know, kicking around some other information. Detroit is different projects moving forward. Oh shit! Yeah, so if people don't know, man, Kari has been putting up. Uh, he got a goal he want to reach, where we gonna take uh, all this stuff we doing here and do it outside, nigga. With uh, the city as the backdrop, and it's just uh, it's an extra element. More people, it's safer as far as COVID. So if you vaccinated and if you're not, you can come out there and kick it. And I just think it's a different type of little platform, like nigga, to take your to take your backyard and turn it into something mm-hmm. like that. Niggas ain't doing that, and I and I and I love it, and Kari. Been promoting his ass off, so you know. Hopefully, you know if you got some money, man. Anything will help. You know, yes, sir. anything yes, will sir. help. We're not turning nothing down. Yeah. And you know what I understand is that you niggas got it. You niggas got the money, so let's do it. You know, all these Montclair bags and motherfucking uh, <laughs> Birkin, uh, Birkin jump houses. Like these bitches got bounce houses, Birkin bounce houses, and shit. They jump around in. It's like the least you can do is throw my nigga a thigh. You know what I'm saying? He only need. We, the, the goal is what? 7,500. So we trying to get 14. Let me, we trying I'm going to give him some of my PVP loan, dog. You can hold my PVP loan, dog. You can hold my PVP loan. You hear what dog. Dave said? He going to kick it on this. Pu- 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 pu. So put on. PVP get on. Show love. You know what I'm saying? You can do anything with it. You can write that off. And then, you know what? God give, nigga. Like, you do that, it's going to come right back. Maybe the feds won't come get you when you for that. Pu- 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 pu. <laughs> for the pu- pu- pu. So I'm just telling you right now, I'm all in. If you fuck with me. People who have have been doing it, but if you fuck with me the long way, 
do it again. And if yeah. you haven't yet, do it, do it for the first time. Yeah, Show love. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's definitely been some love from uh, the different people connected to Josh. The Raw Space actually uh, gave today. I was like, damn, that's the people from the Raw Space. Shout out to my nigga E. He asked me, he want to get a hoodie from a nigga. It's 90 degrees outside. So you, that's just showing you that when you got love in the hood, nigga, you got love. So show the love, man. That's all we saying, man. Uh, Dave, what's up? Uh, comedy, um, executive producing a cartoon. Now. Yeah, you man. Get into that? We got Maestro's Madness just dropped, man. I'm uh, Talk your shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We well, we dropped a pilot, you know, but we made it public for everybody to watch. Uh, we selling it. So Explain uh, the niggas what a pilot is. They think you picked a nigga up who can fly airplanes and drop <laughs> Check them. this out. So we got this cartoon. Lenny Stafford, shout out to her. You know, she put her own money up. Appreciate that. Black Queen. Um... We got we did one episode. We was like, hey, you know what? Why don't we just put it out ourselves for everybody else to view and then make the people judge? Don't just give it to the networks to decide. Let let, let the people decide. So you know we broke it into three. Um, we just I think we just shot the last part of the uh, first episode. We are uh, part three. Act three is coming out. Uh, I think next week or so. But y- y'all know. Um, yeah, and we're trying to get that, you know, so check that out. It's on YouTube. Tag Nickelodeon. Tag all these people. It's on Instagram as well. So tag everybody, y'all. Maestro's underscore madness. So my you, you one of the uh, characters? Yeah, I'm one of the characters. I play What's Knight. Your character? Knight is a kid with dreadlocks. Okay. Badass kid. Uh, Why you say dreadlocks? Like there was a part of his, yeah, like you his know, background. You already know. When you see the dreads, he, he, he from Chicago. Got the dreads. Okay. Um, he, 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 uh, uh, man, man, he, 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 he a rapper. He a rapper. He, okay. He, he, he want to do right, but like he just, he just a busybody, man. He just a busybody, and then he get his villain on too, though. Sometimes you be like, yo, is this a good kid? But he, he, he mean good though, so. I got into the character like uh, it used to be annoying to record. To be honest, yo, that uh, cartoons. Just so y'all know, comedians know. Check that out, yo. That's that's a path. It's easy money, but it'd be annoying because you be like, "Dang, I gotta stop my day for twenty minutes." But where you gonna get a check from? That's take twenty minutes, bro. From what I hear, voice work is very easy. Like bro. you, you kind of like you go to a studio. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get dressed up. You go in there. You can do it through your phone now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that don't sound. That's how I was doing. They have me do it through my phone. And then check this out. Now this is the crazy part. But once you get two and two, you get addicted. Like I want to get it right. I want to get it right. I'm like, man, I'm like, that's all. I'm like, when we gonna do episode two? When we gonna do like we're gonna finish the season? So oh, you, you know, want it. you feeling it, huh? I man, I was all in our character, dog. My nigga Dave and caught the bug. Your nice. t shirts. When we gonna do t shirts, Lennox? Yeah. Man. Well nigga, that's what's up, dog. That's all yeah. the way live. That's all the way live in the game, my guy. Uh <clears throat> went to the barber, told my nigga to switch it up. I told him let's go back to ninety seven. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? You know? Let's get the Grand Hill ball fade back. Like these <laughs> niggas. These niggas forgot who started it. So I the said, you bring the waves on them? Putting the waves on it? The waves up top, all oh, on the side. You know what I'm saying? With man. the beard up under there. Hide your bitch. Even though I'm, I'm not in the game no more. Hide her. <laughs> I'm not in the game no more, but hide your hoe. Hey, I'm trying to get the rebound, bro. Just let me know, dog. Hey, Come that boy like uh, get it. like That's AD. Ridiculous. Antonio. No, 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 no. It was a Julius Randle now. Now it's Julius Randle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nigga, you gotta do something. You gotta, you nigga, you gotta do something to jumpstart your shit. This shit is not a kind of. You gotta do something to jumpstart your shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I was, I told my nigga Leon, I was like, dog, all right, we've been doing the little, trying to do the little 360 with the taper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Charles Woodson. This is actually was Charles Woodson 97 look. Then I was like, fuck it, let's take these niggas back to the turquoise and white jerseys, Mookie Blaylock and Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs, nigga. And let's take it back to G Hill crossover. I'm doing, I'm doing the high top. I'm trying See what to. I'm going my joint. I'm getting cut for my trip. I got a trip next week. Wednesday. Oh, where you going, Dave? I'm hitting up NY Harlem. Okay. I'm hitting Harlem, baby. Okay. You know the motherland. That's the okay. motherland, nigga. You know that's the that's the motherland. Where you going to Brooklyn? Woo. 
They be bad in Harlem, bro. The chicks, I didn't know Harlem was chicks be bad, though. I could tell you a couple spots. Couple spots. Oh, you, you talking about the hoes? Man, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, never, I've never fucked with a New York girl. What, man? It's like, it, you used to it. You did the Detroit, though. You know, Detroit girls is like, it's like Madden. Detroit, like Harlem girls, Brooklyn girls are hard, but Detroit girls are the hardest crack, bro. So you, you this in is, that way. This is what I heard. New York, right? Mm-hmm. They say New York is where all the baddest East Coast women ended up at. Yeah. Atlanta is where all the baddest. Hold on, let me see, Gary, yep. and see if you. Because me and Ryan was talking about this. He said Atlanta is where all the baddest girls from the South are. Yep. He said California on the West Coast. That's where all the baddest bitches go. You mean yep. LA? California, California, LA. You know period. what I mean? LA, LA. So basically, yeah. like San Francisco and LA. So LA, and then okay. they said the Midwest is Chicago. So all those are the best, like. Version of the bitches yep. that you gonna find, you right. and I've come to find out that when I went to Chicago and kicked it on some for real, for real shit, they are some cool ass bitches that way. Yeah. In, in, in Chicago, they cool, they conversation. It might be because them niggas is out there killing hoes, so you gotta kind of at least be cordial enough with these <laughs> niggas, so you don't you leave with your life. You ever notice it's easier outside of Detroit? What you mean? The game just be easier. Everything bro. easier. In Detroit, you be like, who this chick following me? She's laughing at all my jokes, dog. You be like, what? But like I said, in Chicago, you got a GD on your ass, and he's like, what's <laughs> oh, up? Yeah. Give me your number on phone now. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. You got to kind of be a, a DC cool approach too. DC, I almost got my head whacked off of DC. I, there was a bad chick. I was hollering at her, spitting games. She laughing at all my jokes. That my boy hit me. He's like, yo, Dave, you got to chill. He's like, that's so-and-so's girl. I'm like, I don't know who that nigga is. Nigga, I, I saw a nigga go in his pocket, dog. Near me, dog. I was like, yeah, I need to chill, bro. That's all bad. I did think with his coat, bro. <laughs> Damn, Dave almost died. You belong to him, Dave baby. You, you belong to him, baby. You know what I'm saying? The District of oh, Columbia, dude. I mean, I, I don't know. It's more people there, so it's definitely going to be more attractive women mm-hmm. there just by by default. I, I don't necessarily know in my travels uh, if I could, like, by default, I'm going to agree, but it's also a lot more women that you wouldn't even think about dealing with, too. So, it's you know per capita it's just more people in New York I mean it's like so sleepers, many people bro. in New York you know? <laughs> he like them sleepers I don't know about sleepers it's just <laughs> like tall, just, he can always, shit with the bad ones <laughs> you know what I'm saying I ain't going to like a man anybody. in Tulsa, Oklahoma that nigga that man <laughs> <laughs> he like them hoes in Tulsa <laughs> so cold yeah yeah nigga, <laughs> the bitches in Sacramento the <laughs> yeah he was he wanted to correct you but he was like nah nigga fuck that the bitches <laughs> in Sacramento ain't no joke nigga that uh, air won't correct your ass nigga I look at it like I mean it's it's one of those things where definitely different attitudes depending it's different cultures different vibes mm-hmm. i think that you know it's so many women in atlanta and then you know the the gay population is so strong in atlanta like just by being just a straight dude you can come up in atlanta i would say I don't want to say easy, but you should be able to come up in Atlanta. Yeah, Detroit, um, oh, you're just man. saying off of pure numbers. I'm talking. Uh, well, I yeah, guess I mean, whatever. but the numbers gotta the numbers gotta matter. So I mean, you take the numbers away. Just like I think, if you a woman, probably coming to Detroit, this is a good market for you because dudes here is out here. I definitely think thirsty as hell and playing <laughs> outside the lines. So it's a lot of coloring outside the lines of Detroit. Because so, do you agree that those four places kind of represent where the best of the best would be at? I mean, I mean, it depends on like what's the what, what are we think, defining if, if, as atypical, what do we define at the atypical girl in the Midwest who probably plays sports, uh, 
uh, and family grew middle class. We talking about yeah, like we just talking about looks, right? We just talking about how we talking about they looks, are. personalities. I mean, because everybody shit is like looks is ho- that's so subjective. I'm talking about when you think about the overall build of one of a woman. If you had to put them together in your mind, let's just assume they're attractive to whoever. But the make and model of them that maybe okay in LA, all of the women that we think typically would be the West Coast would be like this, and they would they would be in LA. When you would think anything West Coast, anything on um, East, you would think New York, and they would look like this and act and move like this down South, Atlanta, blah, 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 in the Midwest. You know what's crazy? Now, that now I would say the most, the most, uh, oh, oh. most love I done had traveling, and I ain't no traveling, traveling, but the older I think about it, the more I think about it, I've traveled a lot of places. New Orleans and Houston was the easiest place for me to approach women. And I think part of that may just be the culture down there. It's so many just, it's so many in Houston. It seemed like women that got shit going. They like it's like Atlanta on another level. Like it's a lot of women Houston. in Atlanta, but with Houston, it's a lot of women that's handling shit. Like you damn near, like in Houston, it's like in Atlanta, it's like, hey, what you doing? I want to see you. Yep. In Houston, it's like, what you doing? I will take you out. And it's can like, I say huh? this right now? Yep. Did Houston right now. did Houston pass Atlanta recently? I feel like because it's like that place, like all more motherfuckers is talking about Houston than they ever did before. I, I definitely think that Houston and Dallas, like Texas and is Charlotte, pop. Charlotte. So uh, Charlotte is more like I know families down there, but I need to visit again. I, last time I went down there, I was younger, mm-hmm. and New Orleans just the just the culture in New, I Orleans. Love New Orleans, like it's. Friendly people, friendly city, good food. Uh, you know the the party atmosphere. Yeah, like everybody there to have a good time. Yeah. So like it, it it's it's that feeling. Then y'all left out Miami. As far as like what society would deem as most attractive, I think Miami is. Like Miami, Miami Fort Lauderdale, expensive, Miami it's expensive. I'm just saying, like, what we, we would bends. deem as most attractive. Yeah, like getting off the plane in Miami, you'd be like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> everybody you know, fine in Miami. Damn yeah. there. Yeah. Like nigga, when I was working at Disney World. I saw this woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, this bitch is fine. Then I seen this nigga, I was like, damn, that nigga fine. Like, and they were just, <laughs> they was just some good looking motherfuckers. They was together. <laughs> this nigga had a ponytail, almond skin, nigga was in shape. And I seen his kids, I was like, this whole motherfucking family is fine. And I was yeah. I was working down in Orlando. I could assume they was probably from Miami or something like that. I've had to put a place yeah, on. Miami. Yeah. Miami, Fort Lauderdale, but definitely Miami, like, that's the place where, like, if we just talking about just looks. I think per capita, it is a lot of winners yeah. out there. Like, like where you be like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, because it's the it's that whole international feel out there. Cuba, Haiti, uh, you know, Ecuador, uh, the Dominican. But see, now that's why I wouldn't uh, think. Columbia, that's why I wouldn't think Miami would be considered the South as far as like representing what American. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta okay, yeah. is like nigga. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's would southern. be the spot. Yeah, yeah. It's like, southern. Yeah. Miami seemed like a destination. It seemed like everybody there or something else. So that's why yeah. niggas, Miami goes without saying, like, of course, fine motherfuckers going to be at that bitch. Like you said, nigga, it was a, it's a little bit of everything down there, nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. French motherfuckers, like, you know, you get a whole swag, a little, 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 little mixture of shit. But, um, yeah, Miami, like, you'll go, like, you can travel to Miami Tinder, you'll be like, damn. Damn, damn. Like nigga, you, I, it's not gonna be like that <laughs> if you if you travel to Chicago, LA, or uh nigga, what Detroit. Other city? Or like New York even. I did Tinder in LA and I was like, nigga, this is this is I get Tinder. I got home, I was like, what the fuck is this? We got the ugliest people per capita. I'm like, we got the ugly. We, hey, you we make, down like that? I was like, like, we make cars and ugly bitches here. When I got on Tinder and I got back to the crib. I feel 
like we got bad bitches. Our bad bitches. I mean, come they, with I don't think they on Tinder. They just come with attitude. But no, yeah, I mean, it's, every it's bad a, bitch come with attitude. No, I, I don't know. I would say I agree with what you were saying, but I was gonna say this too. Like it is definitely a if you a woman, this is definitely a a, a buyer's market. Like it, women in Detroit That's got more leverage. Put it. Yeah, women yeah. in Detroit got more leverage than other buyers. For a day. Hey, baby, so I just, what time you want, baby? What, what's what's a good time for you? Like, I don't know about that. But I, I, I just know when I'm in the south. When I was in yeah. Atlanta, I'd be like, hey, they like, you want to go out? What time? Yeah. Let's go out. Pick me up. Yeah. Like, God damn, bitch! I'd, yeah. I'd say, but hey. you got to think about this, dog. The hospitality is different now. <laughs> scarcity, too. Like, like scarcity too. It's they less down, dude. They down there. They just a cooler group of motherfuckers down there up here. Here, women are they women damn near act like niggas down there like you know what I'm saying yeah. the first time I, I I ain't met a bitch up here that cried yet I've never seen a woman cry in the city of Detroit <laughs> or anywhere up north these hoes don't That's have no heart down shit, south dog. them hoes they, they they just a different type of motherfucker hey where you think your wife at right now if you had to pick a region just a city just off top of your head Ooh. all you think the perfect setup like Dave is gonna meet his wife she's probably from where she probably from like a, a North Carolina, like you said Eastern that. Virginia. You must be fucking with a bitch over there now. You think she listening? No, no, no. I still, I still, I love Detroit girls. I'm conditioned, bro. Oh yeah, it's like these moments. Detroit girls, Detroit girls just give you a little fight, bro. I like, I, I hate to say it, but I like a girl with a little bit of attitude who might be able to whip my ass. Okay. Like that I remember, I got two with one nigga. What are you? Talking but look, about? I got two. I remember this one nigga was staring at me too much, and this one chick was like, "Yo, I'm about to light this bitch up." I was like, like, "Damn, nigga, I feel, I feel protected, nigga." Like, nah, nah. I don't know. Where was she at when that nigga was trying to kill you in DC? Granite City. Oh, in DC. Yeah, when nigga trying to shoot you. We was at Josephine's. Was at Josephine's? I remember Josephine's, and I remember nigga, niggas pulled up in Lambos and all kind of shit. Niggas was flexing, and you know I was in my Detroit game. Like, yo, what's up, baby? What's up? You trying to chill? You trying to kick it? They was all feeling me. Like, you from Detroit? Detroit give you a little, little gangster though, like little, mm-hmm. little player, player vibe off of default. Mm-hmm. And girls was feeling me and shit. And niggas was like, my man tapped me like, yo, nigga, you know whose girl that is? I'm like, I don't give a f-. You know, we we disrespect niggas. Detroit niggas, we we, we disrespect niggas. I, I know I do. Oh, I, God, I, say, I don't do that. I, 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 I had to stop. I used to do that. I was like, I don't give a fuck who that nigga is. Nigga, I'm on these bitches, nigga. And I was doing too much. Nigga tapped my cuss tapping again like, yo. It's only three of us. It's, it's more of these niggas. And, and I saw a nigga like go in his coat. And I was like, yo, you know what? I need to calm the fuck down. Man, that nigga, that's great. You You've almost been assaulted twice in the DMV area. That, that was, that, that <laughs> was that the one same story. one. Oh. This is the same So word. you said your same wife story. would be from North Carolina. Why? Like, they just like, the North Carolina girls just like, they just, nigga like, they they What's into... their three top qualities over there? Just like for a girl that live out there, you would say, this is what I think they are. They, one, they two, know how to cook, nigga. They cook. will cook for a nigga. One. They they know they how to talk to a nigga. You ain't got to carry the conversation. That's man. magnificent, good conversationalist. You know, they want to know about you. They ask about you. What we doing? Is we hanging at night? They want to go out tonight. Like my boy, I was hey, I was a third wing. My boy went out on a date. She was like, "Let's go tonight." He was like, "I'm with my boy." She was like, "Bring your boy." Oh, she's trying to get ran. All right, what's the third quality? <laughs> she's trying to get ran. Hey, bitch, bust up. No, no, but she's she's like, I'm about to bring my girls out though. That's she, lit. And she's like, they all doctors. I was like, damn. I was like, I'm not. She's like, nigga, it's not about money. I said, what the fuck? That's hard. I was like, this ain't never happened in Detroit, nigga. That's hard. Nigga, they all doctors. So, uh, third one, third. So you say cook, good conversation in North Carolina. What else? Um, 
I would say, man, just 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 warm heart, man. You know, just what what can I do for you? Warm heart. What can I do? See that, that that's so different to us, dog. What, what can it. I do for you? How can I help you? Compassion in America. What can you mean? Captain like, Planet. You was like, heart. damn. Who <laughs> 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 the little idiot? He was like, bitch, you care? I never met the bitch that care about me. The monkey, they around. So, Car, if you had to think, like, all right. Where would the perfect young lady be from that you would probably be like, all right, they have the qualities of somebody I would like to deal with? Because we shaped by our, where we from. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's a lot of the Detroit shit, but, like, culturally, I'm definitely thinking somewhere in Africa. Like, it definitely outside. You know, uh, you know, maybe... You know, it could be west or east, you know, a retrain. Yeah, maybe we do mine, uh, dog. Yeah, he making me fucked up. I was from I was gonna say DC. Let me say Barbados you know because but like if we stand if we stand <laughs> Nigga know one bitch from Barbados. That's Rihanna. Oh, I went to Barbados one time. I can tell you about Barbados, if, nigga. If we saying if we saying in the States, um, like culturally, mm-hmm. I definitely think something from the South, like what Dave said, because like culturally, mm-hmm. m- depending upon where she's from. I believe they are. It's more of a. Uh, they not far from con- Africa. It's it's more of a condition to like honor the fact that like okay, I really want to cater to a man, start a family, compliment a man. You know, mm-hmm. those are the things that are different. Like I, I'm, what in my travels, even when I was a truck driver, it mm-hmm. was rare to run into a woman like when I be in Tennessee or Alabama that say shit like I don't need no man for nothing. Like that's definitely <laughs> some. East Coast, West I'm Coast, independent. Shit, you know. But then again, you know, if I travel to Houston more, I may find more of that shit there. I mean, it. But that attitude is definitely more of a. Uh, I did not find that in the South. Damn. Much. And the funny thing about what you're saying is, down south, we're more connected to the roots of Africa. So him mm-hmm. even jumping off saying somebody in Africa, East or West, woo woo, he ain't say South yeah. Africa because it's white people down there. But Hilarious. for what he's saying is. And when you think about down south and even, like you say, North Carolina, mm-hmm. we are, well, down there, they're still more attached to the culture, yeah. whether they know it or not, just off their values, than yeah. we are up north. A family. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, even when you tell that story. Cooking, like, door taking being care, open, yeah. uh, taking care of kids. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, more basic family structures. Mother more appreciative features. of things. I mean, village. But, you know. Here, the city it moved faster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, even the turn up down there be like, you know, that was one thing in the Queen and Slim movie, like when they just went to like the juke joint in New Orleans place and was yeah. dancing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's spots like that, not just even in New Orleans. I'm talking about like the real backwoods ass cities in Alabama, yeah, like Tuscaloosa type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, my family, uh, Mariana, Florida, uh, like them type of spots. It's you know, Alpharetta, Georgia and shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, like, low-key that even the, like, the regular club got, you know, people where it feel like, it's like Flint, but not with the edge of Flint, if it, you know yeah. what I'm saying, if it makes it's sense. it's more love. Because we, we still cut cut on some shit from the South. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, that Flint shit, the little small pockets like that still got it. Detroit, we got a, we kind of more model ourselves after the bigger cities, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Because the neighborhood, like you know, as far as they going is like they neighborhood bar. And Detroit got some of that shit, like the neighborhood bar feel and appeal. And there's certain hoods that it's just like that. Like to me, Brightmore, it has like a southern ish feel to it. Beyond the whole like BMO, that nigga said Brightmore, you lost me. But like, <laughs> yeah, when I'm talking shit. about like, I don't know if you ever like been in and around and know people from the Mo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 
it's like that. You know, some of that, mm-hmm. uh, the black folks in Southwest Detroit, it's a little bit like that, like that River Rouge pocket and shit, mm-hmm. them down black, them black folks down river. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's on some different shit where, like, everybody damn near know everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I know what you're talking about. You know, it's a, it's some whole different shit. Like, you know, how the West Club used to be, how Chuck's Millionaire used to be. Like, yeah. you know. That nigga uh, name and shit, we don't know nothing about. I mean, it's like some of the old school, like more classic neighborhood bars. But I mean, it, y'all know, I mean, really, in a lot of ways, uh, shit, the shit across the street from Buddy's Pizza on the east side. Um, Mandy's. How Mandy's is. It's like a, like the, the, the night out is a spot like Mandy's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And them people in that neighborhood love Mandy's. You know oh, what I'm yeah, saying? Oh, yeah, that's their hood bar. Like, when you yeah. do comedy there, nigga, they was going to be there anyway. So yeah. the place was sold out, yeah. and then niggas was like, this is our hangout. That bitch used to be to the walls, my nigga. Yep. Everybody from all around was at Mandy's on Mondays. I don't know about any other day, because I ain't fuck around over there, but Mondays, that bitch was going for show be packed. <laughs> if you wanted to see 70 people at one time in the place, it was there. So... See, I never went around those spots, though. I ain't gonna lie. I used to be the bougie shit, be trying to go to Birmingham and shit. I could tell. Boy, look. <laughs> I mean, Mr. B's was the hood to us, nigga. We was like, Mr. Mr. B's. B's. You remember Flat 151? Flat 151 used to have the baddest bitches, dog. You, nigga, you. But see, that's where, like, I guess that's where we differ because mm-hmm. it. It's gonna be some winners and man. He's not. You gotta hope her boyfriend ain't, uh, you know, Nino Brown of that hood. But, but if she in there, shit, believe uh, you ain't. You know. Believe she niggas untouched her. <laughs> like some niggas don't got a hold to her. If she in there, she bad, and niggas ain't tripping. It's a nigga. It's probably two, three niggas that done got to her. You got to be cool with knowing that. Yeah, See, but Detroit. But talk, it's the same thing. But that's like, that small I mean, town vibe. Like yeah. that's a small town vibe. When I was in Mississippi, uh-huh. I was the nigga down there. Philadelphia, Mississippi. I was the coldest nigga to come through that bitch <laughs> from 2004. You probably had the Jordans on, nigga. That was like, no, oh, nigga, I didn't. we seen those. I had on some. Uh, I had a. I had a pair of light blue. Air Force Ones that looked like they was like woven or whatever because I had a light blue velour outfit that I wore to homecoming <laughs> my senior year. He said velour. That's old school for real. Had that Pelly Pelly bitch on here. You was a in that bitch though. You was looking like uh, Look, was looking like Nick Cannon looking in the like Gigolo a video. Looking like a claw walking through that bitch, nigga. A, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like talk about Josh to this day, nigga. Remember Josh Adams, nigga? Remember that nigga Bro, Josh Adams? I was the nigga down there. And my daddy, my daddy, this one the Escalade just dropped the first body oh, bitch. Fuck. So we moved down there. <laughs> Nigga, I'm the nigga. I'm a, I'm a young nigga in an Escalade. Oh shit! A light blue velour suit on. I got <laughs> I got I got light blue from head to toe on these niggas. I'm coming through there. I'm that nigga. And you gotta understand, <laughs> everybody done fucked everybody down there because niggas wasn't traveling. The, even with the internet, niggas ain't niggas ain't going too far. Philly Philadelphia is about as big as motherfucking Oak Park. No, no, no. It's smaller than Oak Park. Damn. Oak Park got some shit. You gotta think Berkeley really part of Oak Park. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. But just even take Berkeley out of it. Oh, Park's still big. Motherfucking Philadelphia was a two light town. I come through that bitch from Detroit. Swag. I had about three outfits. I was the nigga down there. <laughs> <laughs> I was that nigga down there. And I had an Esca and I had a caddy truck. Come down there, hoes on me. Nigga, Josh about to come through this bitch, nigga. Save us all. Nigga. All the bad bitches fell down. And the bad bitches down there might have only literally been about sixes. Sevens. <laughs> <laughs> like no disrespect. That's I'm talking about if you, if you move them up here. They was cool, but I like ass. I like more natural features, and I like regular women, and it, they was fine in a motherfucker, but they they was cold. But niggas had hit them hoes already, and then they yeah. was mad because the new nigga coming down here and putting a new spin to them. They like, look at this nigga, we done had that bitch. Yeah, them, them hometown niggas get mad. That's like, that's my problem. I don't be knowing who the home. But I, used to I mean, they gonna the be hometown. mad. Fuck them hometown is, is is relative, so I mean, they gonna be mad even if I assume if it's an attractive woman wherever she was invited, more than likely by some dude. The yeah. the woman that I like my taste is 
if I like her, that means that other guys like her. And if she's in any place, no matter how high end or whatever, some dude invited her. So yeah. I'm fighting through the crowd no matter you what. You got to touch and go. That's what I learned from the OGs. I, I was just giving you the example of like, yeah, at Mandy's, it's a small town, mm-hmm. whether you want to believe yeah. it or not. You might get one or two or three, maybe even 10 motherfuckers from outside or wherever they from there. But yeah. everybody in there, out of the 70 people, 60 of them niggas, everybody knows somebody. Yeah. And it might be three bad bitches. One is working the bar. Yep. Other one's a bartender, and the other one just did with her homegirl that worked the bar. So mm-hmm. now you everybody at her, but nigga, niggas done hit her. They done spent bread in there. Yeah. That's just what it is. This is what we do every Monday, and they've been doing it for five years. Yeah. It's a lot of Mondays in a year, yeah. especially five of them. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to reach out and touch a bunch of motherfuckers, though. I think small-town motherfuckers are the best. I love, like, Grand Rapids. I went up there. Grand Rapids is a... It's a small city, but it feel big because they just got a lot going on. Yeah. I just did like two shows out there. It went great. Are you in the hood or are you in the good part of Grand Rapids? Especially for black folks. I was downtown. You know what I'm saying? For black folks in Grand Rapids, damn near like all of Michigan outside of Detroit, damn near be feeling like, is this shit a sun downtown? Like, what the fuck going on over yeah, here? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Grand Rapids is one of them spots. I mean, Saginaw or Sag Nasty, as they say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like hey, you lose me Saginaw, nigga. I don't be going that deep, nigga. I know uh, Grand Rapids though. But I mean, yeah, it's a lot of little yeah. Ben Harbor, Grand Rapids. Yeah. It, we in other little pockets. I mean, I don't know if y'all ever crossed the bridge or like went up to like Sault Ste. Marie or some I shit am. like that. You know, yeah. it's it is like on some, you know, it's some black folks in other places. You know, yeah. depending upon how far you stretch. But these are some different types of black folks. They're not just, like. It's not like the D. Yeah, I love the black folks in those areas, but it always to me like in those areas, white people start talking to you different. That what you mean? Like when I was in Grand Rapids, right? We was at somewhere, and I remember the dude was the doorman was acting aggressive. I was like, "Dog, why are you talking to me like this, bro?" My cousin's like, "Nah, nah, man, you gotta uh, just chill out, man. We can get in here." I was like, "Bro, if they not, they talking me crazy, nigga. We we go to the next bar, nigga. Like fuck these jobs." He's like, "It's only one club open, nigga." Yeah, that's <laughs> how like, that's how that small town should be. I was Jackson, like, nigga, I can't let a nigga talk to me uh, crazy, bro. I'm I, I'm a nice nigga though. Kazu, Kazu. I'm trying Kazoo. to find this thing because they you just put up big rapids. They just put oh, up shit. the top ten dangerous cities in Michigan. I'm trying to find it. Hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I got a college it's, bitches up. It's whatever they say is uh, where black people at. What wherever the most populated black people are, I'm sure that's gonna be the list of those. I fucking cities. hate the internet, bro. Because for one, I can't go live for some reason. It's going weird. And now, like when I type shit in, that it's like obvious, nigga. Crime in the D, nigga. Why are you putting Hilarious. up shit that ain't sweet? So I, I assume it's just all the places with with black folks. Yeah, and this shit is retarded, bro. It's this shit is and it's up here, dog. But uh, I mean, it's most definitely, nigga. It ain't no, uh, nigga. It, it it ain't it ain't how, at all. I can guarantee you that, nigga. Accounts. But see, that's, that's the weird thing about crime and danger. Like the places that that are on those lists, as they mm-hmm. say, safe. As a black man, I feel that those are the most unsafe places for me. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Bam, hit that bitch go right here. Let me so, see. Like, I kinda, all the places I, I love that they the hood list vibe, as the though. safest places are places as a black man I do not want to be. Yeah, that, that, I love I, I love the hood, like you said, but I, I, the white areas, like somewhere in there, like, I'll be feeling safe now, with the clan shit. Though. Now, put it like this. I ain't ran to no clan. The clan as much as, like, regular I'm white more afraid of, yeah, I'm more afraid of high-end, uh, like I would guess, I would say entitled, privileged white folks than, that you were running into out in Birmingham. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the backwoods shit? Oh, yeah. uh, no, no, no. I'm saying like Birmingham, Gross Point. Like oh, I don't know I about assume yeah. if if I were invited to like some party, what you gonna say, Point, Uncle Dave? See, uh, I, I I see where you're going because I, I hear a lot of my friends say that. Like, because I, I hang out in Birmingham a lot. I, I mess with a lot of you know black chicks out in Birmingham. You know, I got like white friends there, and mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like. 
I want. I don't want to sound like a coon, though, bro. You do go ahead. Like you know, like, like when you coon. when you like when you when you let these niggas like. But I feel I don't want to sound like a super flexor though. But you know, you let these niggas know, like nigga, like I got just as much money as you, though, Mister White Man. I ain't trying to get George Floyded uh, you know over some old fuck shit. But, but I mean, they, they kind of back up off you, like, you know, like, but like, I, I feel what you're saying. You do feel like sometimes, some type of way, like somebody trying to try you, but, but like, when it's money, I feel like when it's money, they back up off you when they realize you got money. Well, too. this is the thing about it, though. It's like, as much money as you may have, nigga, when the police get there, it don't matter. Do you, you right? You, you right? You right? You, you, you still, right? You still over here in Birmingham you with a, a good girl. Yeah. You're, you a nigga causing you right. problems. You right. You right. They don't give a like, fuck. Then Dave be like, I'm an engine. Pow. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You did, nah, nigga. Yeah. But usually, like, I, I feel like they, with like certain stats, they give a nigga a little bit more pre- presence. But like, when you act up, though, like, you know, it's some but shit. Acting but acting up, but see, that's all relative. On you're right. Like, when, the minute they show up, you the motherfucking problem. Exactly. Yeah. Immediately, cops like, show up in Birmingham. I don't give a fuck what's going on over there, and I'm in the room. I'm a part of yeah. whatever the issue is. I joke about that shit all the time. I be on stage at these shows with a lot of white people. I'm like, someone jump off in here, and I ain't the suspect. <laughs> Yes. Like, like That's I, real I made fun of motherfuckers and be like, they was to call the police and like the lady, the bartender, be like, yeah, we have a problem down here. Yeah, we had a guy down here, and they be like, all right, what do he look like? They be like, you'll know when you get here. Like I make that joke because I'm the only nigga at the show. Like and, and they know, like they're coming in, like, oh, we see who to start shooting at. Look, y'all yeah. just made me have had a messed up flashback. I remember I was in Birmingham, right? I had a date. You know, remember the Palladium used to be the joint. Yeah, I, I took this one chick to the Palladium, right? And uh, she was fine. Shit, I done begged this chick for the date, and we finally go out. And I was like, something about to happen, dog. This is just too good to be true. And it was like uh, some uh, some kids, man. I don't know where these niggas come from. This shit don't ever happen. It was some niggas trying to sell us weed, dog. Some little black kids, dog. I don't know we're from the hood. I was like, man, you out? And I tried to like spit some games to the kids. Like, look, man, you kind of out your out your lane right now, bro. You playing a dangerous game mm-hmm. in the wrong area. You know, they want to hear me, dog. A little bit later, I saw him arrested. I was like, let me get out of here, bro, because they about to make the block hot. Nigga, I'm about to get arrested with their ass, bro. Fucked up. <laughs> all right, I, look, I found it right here. So, all right, just real fast. Let's see if y'all can guess. All right, the top mm-hmm. five, and then I'll read the rest of them. Which Flint, I think the top five? Detroit, Flint, Highland Park. Detroit. Um, Jackson. And probably, I, I, yeah, maybe Jackson. Maybe Albion. No, maybe Saginaw. All right, so Muskegon. Saginaw. Muskegon. Number two, Flint. Number three, Pontiac. Number four. And oh damn! Kalamazoo is number five. Kazoo, yeah. Kalamazoo jump off like that. Well, you got a nickname like Kazoo. Niggas gonna rap. Niggas that, that make me want a gang. Nah. Like nigga, it's like nigga to Kazoo. I feel like Grand Rap. Grand Rap is a low. A low but Jackson was number six. Too. Battle Creek was number seven. Which Battle Creek and fucking Kalamazoo yeah, my right there. Battle Creek, dog. I got a lot of fame. Muskegon was number nine, and the tenth one. I should have y'all guess this. They, they kind of Battle Creek, though. You can say Battle Creek, but I feel like everybody in Battle Creek related, nigga. What, Monroe like, or some shit? Yeah, everybody in Battle Creek related. If you ain't related, nigga, you, you kind of an outsider. That's one place I ain't really spent. Bay City was a 10th spot. Oh, Bay, Bay City, City. Bay yeah, City. yeah. Nah, which I would have never thought Bay City. I never got to. Where's Bay City? But just the funniest part is I've done comedy in, in all, all of these cities. places. Yeah. All of these places, nigga. Like, all of these. Yep, Bay City, Muskegon, Lansing, Battle Creek. Um... No, Grand Rapids, Showing Grand Rapids was not in the hood, but it was like it was in like the artsy area. Mm-hmm. Shout out to James Brown Jr., the comedian out there. He bought a theater inside of this place. And That's what's up. Flex. And it's like it's real lit in there. Like he did the, they do three shows, uh six, eight, ten, mm-hmm. all of them were sold out. And nigga, Grand Rapids love me. I went up there and talked my shit, had fun, and then mm-hmm. went and got some Mexican food. Uh, it was a little smart And that's when I knew I was in the hood Went over there A little Mexican spot Got some shit to eat Like 2, 3 in the morning Went to the crib Man I love Grand Rapids But um 
All right, let's jump into some shit. Uh, Wait, so, before we do that, you need to do the segment of the week. What song are you listening to? Oh, okay, yeah. The and segment it can be old or new. Like I Ooh, said, last I'm time he did something new. So this is like him and, you know, Josh Lutter, R&B Bam, shit. here we go right here. And I was listening to the night. And then, you know, he going to give a little bit, maybe play like five seconds of the song, but he also going to give some context. So this song right here, I actually mm-hmm. just listened to last night and I forgot was one of my favorite songs growing up as a kid. So this is a throwback. It's a damn near, yeah, it's a throw, throw, throw back. And the funny okay. thing about it is, it's one of them songs that you don't even realize that you only listen to the words as a kid. You just kind of fuck with it. Mm-hmm. And then you get grown like, damn, this song was on some other shit. And it's... Uh, just play it, and then if it's throwback, we may remember it. Oh, nigga. Well, quit playing with me. Oh, shit. Play the snippet. All right, so this is the R&B pick from Josh for this week. Oh, shit. Aaron Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Hall, God, this was him going solo. <laughs> this was before R. Kelly took his whole nigga. style. And this is the funny thing about it. <laughs> Hell yeah, I was just about to say that. R. Kelly took that nigga whole style. <laughs> we act like shit ain't happened. He took just his took his game style. and took it to another level. And this is the thing about it. He niggas was like, bald head. <laughs> niggas was wearing double-breasted. Everything was double-breasted with the shoulder pads. All these niggas look like Darkwing Duck villains, nigga, back in the 90s. My nigga was bald head with the glasses on and... He was that nigga, bro. And the, and the thing oh, about yeah. the song was, his wife died at the, the end. In the video, but what in the video? Yeah, that shit was crazy. But like when I think about the lyrics, because that's throwback. It's like, let me see. Holding you in my arm, my nigga was Man. on his shit. <laughs> let, in this let me say this. Let me say that back then though, I felt like. When you took a girl on a date, I think we was on the tail end. If you in your thirties, you was the tail end of that. Where you didn't have to talk to a girl on a date, really, you just had to play some R and B shit. Mm-hmm. And you was gonna slip and get some panties, nigga. Or you got this to... was not a trying to get the panties song. No, it wasn't. But I played that, that one. But like, but it shit, that's what I yeah. just throw it, it in was there. Definitely, like you lost the girl you thought you get. It but that is some romance though, too, yeah, because yeah. it just shows when you playing that. It's like, I bitch, I loved you, you so much that it's like, damn, holding you in my arms. It made me feel so happy. Like, and it tap in with a woman to be like, damn, this nigga got real feelings because he thinking about a love that he lost. So that means he capable of loving me in that manner. I just got to make sure he the nigga that I need to be fucking with. And watching the song in the video, damn. this nigga was like, it was like Aaron Hall was that nigga and whole time he knows a nigga Chicago like, I'm gonna get. It. I'm coming. He like. He like. Hey, I'm coming, and I'm coming for all the young bitches. But I'm gonna take your. But it, and the funny thing about it, it was. And the funny thing about it was, this nigga Aaron Hall didn't know. Like it, was, game, it, it really was nothing Aaron Hall can do. Aaron Hall couldn't do nothing like. So man. Justin Timberlake, the usher. It, that ain't even a comparison. I, I think. Aaron, well, I think a couple different things though too, because I like guy. Just period. Damn. Uh, you Aaron know Hall was in Guy, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah he that don't was know. from Guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Peace of my love is <laughs> definitely the lyrics I fucks with. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, you know, but he was already at like a star status where and this is he wasn't what? willing to put in. The, I, I don't think I don't think he was willing to put in the grind that Kale's put in on like the production, the kept. As much as like we gotta separate the art, like I say, from the person. Mm-hmm. I know Jeff Horst don't don't agree with this, but the art from the person, Kale's work ethic and grind yeah. was like on some Tupac shit. Like Kale's would motherfucking make five albums in a year type shit. Like he and write for other niggas and, 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 and produce and have whereas, shit. So many songs with him, like here you can have this one, you can have this one. Yeah, but whereas I, whereas Aaron Hall, because he was already like. 
the nigga. In the in the industry, I mean, why would you work at that type of clip? Yeah. Like R. R. Kelly, Kelly had a group and kicked niggas out the group. Public he was announcement. a nigga who but this admitted the, that. But this the thing, Dave, that I, I want to say about Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall, it was like, sometimes you just got to gracefully bow out. R. Kelly was going to happen, regardless if Aaron Hall yep. accepted it or not. Now, imagine how Aaron Hall kind of be like, all right, I'm going to fuck with the nigga. He could have, not to say that he can't still be around, maybe R. Kelly ain't shut him out, but R. Kelly probably was like, nigga, I don't, you hold me at one point. So it's like, nigga, I don't really want to show you no love. You see all the other niggas' careers he revived? 12 kinda, play, when when 12 play came, it just it was over with. killed his whole who career. Was the, who was the closest nigga to him? Joe, I like Kelly, Joe. Joe, what you about Joe? When I'm, yeah, Joe the man. But what I'm saying is, when R. Kelly dropped twelve plays, at that point, he was he beat niggas by yeah. Usain Bolt links. Yeah, I who mean, was the, the next closest nigga to him R and B wise? On like how Maxwell he did it because he like was on some yeah, old like sex, close. grown but still kind of hip hop but still R and B. Like he wasn't as hip hop as Jodeci, and he wasn't as R and B as like a Brian McKnight. He damn near created his own lane of yeah. like, I'm still a singer, but I'm still with this hip hop shit. And this is at the point where hip hop was becoming yes. stronger and stronger. Every day, yeah. here comes Snoop, here comes Tupac, here comes yeah. da 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 da. And they so all niggas, R. Kelly feature. So, so, so R- niggas is gangster, and R. Kelly was like, nigga, I'm still hip hop enough to fuck yeah. with these niggas. But I'm still singer enough where, like, with uh, KC and JoJo, you was thinking, like, hey, these, these motherfuckers may fuck around and get a verse on my song. Like, yeah, they yeah. are hip-hop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that was the vibe that uh, Puffy was going for with Jodeci. Mm-hmm. Whereas, Kel still was a little, you he know what I'm saying? Talent, he still bro. was a singer, but in, the, undeniable, in the R&B. Whereas, I think Aaron Hall, because he was in the New Jack Swing, which was a different brand of hip-hop. That was my favorite genre. He still wasn't Music. like... You know what I'm saying? Like with Snoop and Method Man, like I, I couldn't see he was Aaron big. Hall doing a song with any rappers other than like them heavy D's and shit like that. He was know? so big in his genre, like he was the big fish in his pond and he wasn't trying to get out of it and it probably yeah. went to his head. Then yeah. a nigga like R. Kelly come, Damn. who like, nigga, hey, I look up to you. I don't know if this is the conversation they had, but I heard people say before that he extended, R. Kelly extended his hand and in a way Aaron Hall was like, Nigga, I'm the only bald head nigga that wear glasses and double breasted suits <laughs> in the game. And R. Kelly was like, all right, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Watch this, nigga. You know Do what I'm saying? Do you ever feel like that when you meet your heroes, dog? Do I feel like what? Like when you met when you like meet your heroes or some shit. Like, you know how like I feel like we all get played by somebody, dog. When you be like, are you when you show love and the nigga be like, Yeah, that's right, nigga, like, but they kind of brush you off. And you be like, okay. I think a couple different other things because I done been in spots where I done seen Josh with you know, mm-hmm. like, I guess, I mean, it's hard to say heroes, but, like, comedians that done put work in the game. And I just done been in with Josh where other cats come up to him like, yo, dude, I love what the fuck you doing and all mm-hmm. that shit. Like, it be a lot going on. Like, I'm speaking on behalf of the comedians or mm-hmm. performers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Before a person hit the stage, it was CP that told me this one time. Like, you don't know what the fuck going on in a person's mind. That's so true. you yeah, thinking yeah. he brushing you off, but it could be a lot of other shit going That's on. True. Shit That's at home. True. Before the promoter he fucking up the money. Stage, yeah. You know, like, I done seen, like, in, in promoting shows myself, I done set up shit where I done have food and drinks and, and everything set up for, like, okay, this for you and your fam. And then it'd be like, okay, another comedian let one other comedian in and they let other comedians in then I go backstage and it be like who the fuck is all these people Yep. and now yeah. the other comedian back in and then they like yo man why ain't I get booked on the show and da 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 and it's like damn dude now I can't even be in my fucking green room cause they done changed this whole shit and that be your first time walking up on them and yeah. it be like hey what up Mike Epps and it's like 
It's funny. Why the fuck you coming to me like this? It's funny. I, mean, I got it's, that Jordan personality. Like, oh, he tried to play me. Put it That's like this. I took it it's, personal. It's funny that Kari say that shit because comedians do do this shit, and mm-hmm. then they wonder why niggas don't fuck with him. They be like, oh, this nigga whole ass nigga. But mm-hmm. and um like. Like they feel like, all right, nigga, I'm in. I'm doing comedy. I'm finna come back in the green room and sit in the back with DL Hughley or sit in the back. Like a lot of times, nigga, I, the green room ain't no big magnificent suite. Sometimes, nigga, yeah. sometimes it's a small little pocket <laughs> with a windowless. It's windowless, and mm-hmm. some niggas, some way. yeah, some niggas might want to come in here and be by themselves and think. Some niggas might want a gang of niggas. Some niggas, and then that shit might change from time to time. He came last yeah. year and was with it. This time he not. And niggas mm-hmm. think, oh, this a whole ass nigga. But it's oh, like yeah, you yeah, ain't yeah, the yeah, nigga yeah. who got a headline this bitch. And nigga, no matter how. How easy we make this look or niggas make this look, it's a lot of pressure coming with that. And nigga, I might not feel like sitting up with a nigga who finna sit up here and laugh and try material on me and think I'm finna change his career when just cause you cool and I'm gonna put you on stage and you're not, now your star finna take off, my nigga. That's why me personally, I don't, my the way I'm set up, I don't wanna meet niggas that I might think I like like that. Like niggas like Tony Davidson, like, put it like this. I had a chance to meet Sinbad on coming off a plane and me thinking the same shit that mm-hmm. Kari said. I'm always like, niggas, I don't feel like talking to niggas, and I'm a regular nigga that work at a liquor, for a liquor company delivering liquor. I don't like niggas talking to me. So maybe D.O. Hughley might not feel like talking to a thousand niggas. So I would rather not, and if they ever time will come, he gonna holler at me. Just like, uh, like I said, Sinbad was coming off a plane, and me and this nigga Dez was talking about Sinbad, and Dez was like, you should say something to him. No. Cause I don't want to have to put Sinbad on a list of niggas I don't fuck with, and <laughs> and and this happened with Mike Epps before, where I remember I was telling Jeff don't do that, and Jeff did it anyway, and Mike Epps kind of hold us, and I saw the hurt in my nigga's eyes, and I was like, now I got to put Mike Epps on the list. So Tommy, I I just had an opportunity to work with Tommy Davidson, and the, the promoter knew that that was a nigga that I saw before, and was like, nigga, literally his special was like, made me be on some, I want to mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm a real big fan of his comedy and just all his shit. I don't think he get the love he deserved. I would never want to meet like even if I was doing that show, I wouldn't walk up and tell that nigga that. And I wouldn't yeah. sit in his green room. And mm-hmm. I just don't do that. Like I don't get in niggas space like that. Grown yeah. niggas or anybody, I get in niggas they space. So no, I, if I have opportunity to meet a nigga, unless somebody set it up to where a point where a nigga like, all right, make it happen, yeah. or the nigga come to me and be like, oh you funny, let's kick it. I won't do it. And then even even with this podcast and shit, it's it sometimes can be the same level like. You know, people got to be in the zone. And I think sometimes you don't know what's going on, but especially for performance, you know, with performance, you're dealing with a lot of layers of, you know, as a promoter myself, if the money's in the door, if the money's shown up, if... You know what I'm saying? When it comes to performance, you got to leave a performer alone. I always say, before the show, nigga, don't but touch But this yeah. is when you going to meet him. When you are yeah. Kelly, when, when else is you going to meet Aaron Hall? He ain't coming to your pickup game when nope. you out in the That's hood. Right, you only going to meet him possibly backstage. Mm-hmm. You don't know what was negotiated. You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the, you know, all I don't the know parameters. what way is up before my and show, I mean, dog. <laughs> you know, we pushing and pulling and shit. And this even goes for everybody that's listening yeah. from a level of if you a fan, like... Yeah. Take notes on like, that. Like, I ain't saying don't, you know, if you see, you know, LeBron James checking into whatever, you know, the hotel. W Hotel, For a game. you know what I'm saying? He may not necessarily feel like taking no motherfucking selfies, man. And don't take it personal. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I don't yeah. give a nigga a chance because the way I'm set up, I will feel a way about it. Like you said, how Michael Jordan took shit personal. I'm not using it to get moment. I'm not using it to give me no more fire. I think I got enough of it. Yeah. But it's just like, bet. Bitch. It gave me motivation though. I ain't gonna lie. I got, I got, I got, I got fronted on by a couple niggas. Who Puff, you fronted on? Oh, uh, Puff, Puff. Hey, Puff did me dirty, bro. Like not me specifically, but like, okay, I'll tell you exactly the story too. <laughs> I was in Atlanta, right? 
nigga hurt my soul. Puff Daddy was my favorite rapper. You couldn't tell. He couldn't nigga do no wrong. I say a lot. And it was a line, That's right? Say a lot. But look, look, look. It was, it was, a, it was a line. Air quotes to meet Puff, and you had to spend two hundred dollars wherever Sean John to get the autograph, or whatever. It was nobody in that bitch, dog. It was nobody in that bitch. I don't know what happened, if it was just started or about to end, but I was like, oh, I bought $200 wherever Sean John yesterday, back to school. Lou was like, nah, you got that today. Mm-hmm. I was like, ain't nobody in this bitch. Mm-hmm. They was like, nah, $200. I'm looking at Puff. I'm that, like, yo. That made me remember. That made me remember. Because <laughs> I was like, I ain't never did no shit like that. But that did make me remember I have done some shit like that. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this Who is. Who was it, Father MC? <laughs> 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 you be this hurt like though. That. Like, gonna be like Africa Bell Bottom with some shit. <laughs> All right, no. All right, so this is the year that Deion Sanders go from the Falcons to San Francisco. Idea. Right, oh. Neon Deion, and this is okay. This is prime time at its height because when he left Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah. and went to San Francisco, this man. is this is. Two Post Andre Rising fight on the football field. Two sport athlete nigga, boom boom bop, going to San Francisco. He going, he did a Go. promotion at Four Men, and me and my homie is just fans of him. But Dion was not going to Four Men Clothing and Tell Twelve Outlet Mall to meet no motherfucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> you feel where I'm coming from? Yes, sir. Dion was setting up the play because talent in Detroit was ready to check out Dion's transition from Jerry Curl to S Curl. <laughs> San Francisco 49er Deion Sanders. So he he kind of brushed us off, sort of, and we got real paraphernalia. We got sports cars. We got jerseys. We looking like fanboys like a oh, motherfucker. Man, you got a lot of kids, At though, man. four men. Yeah. And, and when I say this, I'm a kid. I saw some of the baddest women <laughs> I've ever seen in my motherfucking kids. life in the, the metro kids. Detroit area yeah. come out to meet Deion Sanders. They, they, they had sports paraphernalia. Must be the money, <laughs> Deion Sanders. They had no sports paraphernalia. <laughs> I'm looking at ass and titties and Deion Sanders. And you sitting here with and a Deion, Deion Sanders. Sanders was Sanders too legit to, to quit. <laughs> Head to toe, Deion Sanders. He was sitting up there rapping, goddamn, must be the money. And I was like, damn. And I'm like, Deion don't give a fuck about this autograph. <laughs> My nigga sitting there with the Dion jersey on. Yes. <laughs> Me and my homeboy. And the primetime cross trainers. He got the bike. He got that the big banner tied to the bag. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga gonna cry tonight, dog. I'm crying for you, dog. Nigga Dion, like, hey, like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, little man. Watch out. And what then, you doing? And then, you know what's crazy is because when you a kid, you yeah, know, my mama had time. to. We left school like, like half hour early for that shit. Oh. You know what I'm saying? My mama took me. My homeboy. <laughs> For that shit. It was a valuable lesson at an early age. That's that nigga be watching Prime Time 21. Like, fuck was that not nigga. Check- nah, I still fucks with Dion. <laughs> but you get it though. But I'm saying like Dion, that that was not why the why Dion was going to four men clothing. Not to meet any any fans of, of a young age. He was Damn. going, he was going to set up his talent. You know what I'm saying? And I believe Dion probably set up. A lot of talent that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that. Deion Sanders coming you know, Chinese is what it is. Now, in the same zone, I've met other celebrities. They cool as hell. Like, when I bumped into Mike Epps, he was cool. But it was 
at like, uh, and I didn't even get to meet her. It was Aretha Franklin birthday party. So it was the day before he did his special here in Detroit. He was with his entourage and maybe the people I was cool with, he was cooler with. So that was cool. When I met Too Short, that was like one of the coolest people I, was I ever met I to bring that up like you didn't tell me that story. You the one told me that story about Too Short. Tell yeah, that one real Too quick. Too Short was cool as hell, man. Shed did some shit down at, um, down at, uh, mm-hmm. at Steve Soulful off East Franklin. And Too Short did like a song or two. And then after the song or two, I thought he dipped. And then I go upstairs. And when I say this, I mean like... It was so many. It was damn near probably like that same group of women that went to see Deion Sanders 20 years later. Yes, Lord. I was like, God damn. And I'm sitting here looking at all this talent and short walked up like, what up, though? He was like actually interacting with us. I'm like, you see how fat this ass is? Short? Yeah. And short just didn't even give a fuck. He see fat ass all the time. He the reason exactly. they come out, though. He Exactly. He was like, yo, man, what y'all doing down here? You know what I'm saying? You know, I fuck with the D. Short was probably the coolest motherfucker I've ever met on some celebrity shit. And I'm guessing even with that, it was probably the framework. He got off the stage. Shed must have paid him on time. Mm-hmm. You know, because he kicked back. Perfect scenario. You know scenario. what I'm saying? Like, he he was good. You know, he smoked a little bit, drank a little bit, but not on no wild shit. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't mm-hmm. hounding to get no pussy. He was just on some kickback shit. And it's shit. a lesson to learn with that shit. It's like talking about the celebrities, or like just meeting or dealing with celebrities, just being niggas in a position that we in. Um... It's rules to that shit. Like, nigga, you you in somebody else's town. Right, so it's like, right. you don't know who walking in here. You don't know nobody's intentions. They know you here to pick up some money. You don't mm-hmm. know what area they're in. You don't know who on what. And when you, you know, some niggas is on alert. Niggas don't know you from uh, the last nigga they met in Kentucky. So it's like, you got to move in a certain way to where it's like, you kind of got to be open to niggas. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, like, right. Uh, classic example. When we was in L.A. last time. It just also happened. We went to uh, the Savoy yep. to go see Corey, Corey Holcomb. I fucks with Corey. I've seen him so many times in places, and I don't ever, like, stand after, like, to, you know, interact with fans, like, when he do that shit. But me and Josh just also happened to be standing right outside the Savoy, and Corey ended up standing, like, right next to us. Yep. Just by default and happenstance. And, like, we gave him, like, a what up, what up. But we could tell his energy was still on some old, like, who is y'all? I, where, yeah, who is y'all? I'm still waiting on my bread. You know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. it seemed like it definitely was an opening where we could have talked to him and blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. it didn't feel natural. Yeah. Right, and then right, right, na- right. and then what's so crazy is Damon Williams walk up and we saw them piece it up. After watching their show, knowing how beefed yes. out they've been for the past two, three, maybe even longer than that years, yep. we saw the beginning of niggas being like piecing it up, like, hey, man, whatever that shit was, it was. I, mean, I no guarantee more. that had to have been the first time they really talked to each other. It was. And mm-hmm. damn near, we was, I was look, I looked at Josh like, is these motherfuckers about to, <laughs> about to catch the fade? Nigga, yeah. Like, we was looking at each other like, if they catch the fade, what, what's going to be our response? Yeah, because we there. Like, we there. We <laughs> niggas who like, watch the like 5150 show. Where that green cherry is. They we was like, there oh. like that. Like, like, we would have kept caught an elbow. <laughs> yeah, like, I had to pick a side at that point. Like, all right, this nigga, Corey done hit me. You got to just leave, nigga. I, I, like, no, I, I ain't got no dog in the fight, but I'm going to have to put hands on the nigga to put a, a bow that wasn't yeah. directed to me. Yeah, I know. It would have been on uh, Comedy Hype, like, <laughs> Detroit Comedian. <Yeah. laughs> they always be doing that Comedy Hype, yeah, bro. Dude, I'm we I'm just sitting right everything. there with the, over there with nigga with some meat on my face. Nigga, like a steak on my face. Like, I saw everything. <laughs> he said, until a nigga hit me. Robin Williams, <laughs> nigga. That's what the- but no, nah, bro, that's just how it be is rules of engagements when you're around and people don't take in consideration that these niggas see niggas every day and i will say this that might be a downfall of mine is that i will not be all in a nigga face because nigga when i did we was in la i think car had left by this time mm-hmm. i did d-ray shit 
Mm-hmm. And he got one of the hottest ones. I don't know if it's still there. I don't think them, oh, him and Spike yeah. do it no more. I think he do it by himself, but he do it mm-hmm. on Mondays. It's the equivalent for the people that's in Detroit. When Kool-Aid had Mondays at Baker's, mm-hmm. it was a, the best comedy night on the Monday. In the city, probably. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be on a Monday, and it was bitches everywhere. And it was there because Kool-Aid ran it. And, 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 in, and in L.A., it mm-hmm. was D-Ray's show. Bitches is everywhere, so celebrities is there. I saw porn stars in there. I saw the nigga Nat, Nat Turner in that bitch, Nate Turner. <laughs> the nigga be hitting bitches from the back, and he grab their arm. He make them grab their ass cheeks, and he hold their arm as a lever. as like, <laughs> and we fucking him. He was in there. <laughs> Niggas taught me well. Nigga be his arm as a lever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw that nigga in there, bitches and I went up and performed, and nigga, I went in there, and I murked. I do what I do. Oh, shit, I come okay. down. D-Ray had said some shit, and then I guess they said he said he had referenced something I was talking about on in there. But me, nigga, I get up and I get the fuck on. That's just how I'm yeah. cut. Right. I'm not yeah, gonna right, sit right. around and bask in or whatever, cause I'm just always in my head, and I'm like, all right, this happened. What is this? Thing? I just left out like I would do any other comedy show. Nigga, D-Ray came and sought me out, and D-Ray is like a nigga like Kool Aid, yeah. where Kool Aid is the nigga who like if he. If he the man and he see another nigga who want to be the man or could possibly be the man, it's always, nigga, you ain't shit. It's that energy. And that energy can be, can be taken as, oh, this a whole-ass nigga. But no, that's yeah. just like being on a football team. Yeah. And yeah. almost like, nigga, if you one of them guys, then nigga, this little this trial by fire shit ain't going to bother you. D-Ray kind of did that shit while I was in there before I went up. He was fucking with me. And I was like, damn, this remind me of Kool-Aid. They the same kind of nigga, just different yeah. opportunities, different levels yeah. from different places. Yeah. He came out and sought me out, nigga, and was like, my nigga, good shit. I would have never went up to him after that. He was like, nigga, what's going on? They say you moving out here? I'm like, yeah, I'm moving out here and such and such. He like, nigga, you might as well never leave. That's what he said to me. He's like, nigga, your daughter's still going. He just said some shit to me almost like, nigga, yeah, you leaving now. He was like, your daughter is still going to be in a situation she's going to be when you go out there. You understand a better chance now being here and developing. You'll be ahead of your game than where you're going to be at. And then that night, how he introduced me to Corey Holcomb, and yeah. I already know how Corey is, and I kind of was like, all right, you know, I seen him in there. I thought, like, there go Corey. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna walk up to that nigga and say nothing. Yeah, hey, I did my thing that night. How he just is being an OG and an ambassador and a nigga in between us yeah. was like, hey Corey, I want you to meet my young guy right here, Josh Adams from Detroit, funny ass comedian, just went and murdered this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Ask D-Ray, and he was like, uh, just want to say what up, and Corey was just like, hey, what up? And, and that that's was it. W- and that's one of the things I can say I respect about Corey. I mean, not Corey, about Howie so much that Howie showed love to the utmost like to the point where it'd be like god damn how are you a real motherfucker man yeah so mm-hmm. like it, it and he's also extremely talented but like yes. just the the way he network and how he network and always put in position like you don't have Howie, to do that how he yeah how he go over and beyond for looking out so you know when i think about plays and how shit work up you know what I'm saying? As I build more, it's like Howie's definitely gonna be one of the people where it's like, man, gotta gotta get these plays up because Howie, one of the motherfuckers, I want to get them and plays that, together. And for. that go back to Aaron Hall and R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like it only benefit it, it only benefits you to be cool with the next niggas. It, it, put, it, put it like this: It's not like you less than. You still gonna be who you are. But now this other nigga who can be like, I, I ain't nigga. It ain't a motherfucking world can ever tell me nothing about Howie Bell. And wherever the fuck I go, I'm gonna make sure Howie straight. And I feel like if Howie gets somewhere, he gonna be like, Hey, I know somebody that can do this. So yeah. when you build like that, that's what you do. Like that's what I learned. Like, like I mean, niggas, all right, brother. 
Yeah. <laughs> even, even when shit crazy, yeah. he'd be like, I'm like, bro. And Howie probably will fuck a nigga up. But he don't never come off like that. But I'm sure Howie ain't no whole ass nigga. He ain't doing it. Howie not showing me no love because he feel like, all right, Josh, da da da. He just won't, he just a good guy, dog. Yeah. He just a good nigga. Yeah. And he want to yeah. see niggas win. And it's like, how do you not want to see that nigga win? And Howie don't need no help from nobody. Howie a good nigga. He funny. Yeah. Talk about a nigga who went bald here for no reason. This nigga, Howie got better hair than niggas our age. This nigga grew a fucking fro during the pandemic nowhere. and a beard. Yeah. And it's like, who the. Fuck is you in witness protection program? Why you got this shit on? That's that nigga hair. How we been bald since I've known him? No facial hair. Mm-hmm. None of that. And now this nigga got a beard. He got a fucking fro. And that bitch perfect. The line is right there. It's a little bit of gray in there. It's almost like he put it in there himself just so he can look like an old nigga. But as far as I say like that nigga, meet niggas that I feel like is heroes. If it's set up the right way, I will. I'm not going on my way to speak to no nigga. It can be the biggest nigga in the world. But then mm-hmm. again, on the same flip side about people, when people meet you, because you do hit the stage and drift off. I know people be like, hey, where Josh at? And it's like, yo, he he ain't. I be like, he in his own. And sometimes people don't take that the right way. But it if just niggas be catch me, I, I, I like that. Up I know, but I'm just saying. But like after you hit, you ain't one of them people that's like Falling out in the crowd. Friends, you know what I'm saying? Shaking hands yeah. and, and and kissing babies and, and that's the opposite. And I'm, I'm a that networker. Though. You you know how I am. Like you I'm like fame, shit. nigga. Uh, it's not even about fame, though. Yeah, it it's is. Like, this is what it is, Dave. Niggas put like this. Niggas like what come with comedy. Like the light was on you. Like niggas. People think automatically because I get on stage that I just like to be the center of attention. Not anymore when I was a kid, but now I'm older. I'm kind of cool on that. Like, I come down, get on, I'm straight. Some niggas like to be like, I rip, now I'm going to stand in my face. But when you bomb, you the main nigga. Niggas don't be the same niggas out in the crowd. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, now it's one thing if you go up and rip in everybody's face and then you bomb, you stay there. No. It's like, so with me, no matter how I do, I'm just going to be in the cut. If people want to holler at me, they can holler at me. We're going to chop it up, take pictures or whatever. But, I mean, indirectly, nigga, I heard people kind of... Fiend for you more on that, and I don't even do it for that purpose because it's almost like, damn, where this nigga go? Like, you know, it's almost like Prince came and left. For me, I just believe in like yeah. I always tell myself, I, I, I plant, I believe in planting the seed and one fan a day. That's true. Like, I, I, like I always say, like people always say when they, people network, they always think I got to network up. I, the nigga, the, it might be a nigga that's a nobody that's gonna be a producer tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying like like I said, my Link Stafford, we went to college together, so like a lot of other French photographers and stuff that I work with, you never know what everybody do. So like, I'm one of the person like just out of curiosity, I want to know what everybody in the room do. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying how can I? And if I can set a play up for you, and I can set a play up for you, it's gonna come back. <laughs> Either you maybe you won't repay it, maybe you will, but I did something good for somebody else. You know, and good energy gonna come back. I yeah, always feel like well, it, it's that yeah. and. I would go as far as saying, like, I mean, it's, you know, George Frazier in his books, you know, your net work is your net worth. Yeah. Like, that's one of those things to say. But I also think it's it's an experience that people are looking for. So if you connect to the right people that connect to the experience you offer, yeah. then it is what it is. Like, and I ain't shitting on them or nothing, but like a guy like, to me, Steve Harvey, I don't necessarily, I don't find Steve Harvey's brand of, comedy fun like i've never like laughed at a steve harvey joke but i know Mm -hmm. the experience and the vibe he's creating right right, so like if i were to pick a comedy show like to take my auntie to or some shit like that steve harvey comedy show is high on that list because i'm like i know the vibe and experience that he's creating especially Mm -hmm. like if he do like a cruise or some shit like that it's like okay so steve harvey is creating an experience that's connected and extending from now Mm -hmm. is he talented enough where if he probably wanted to make some jokes that i laugh at do i think he could hell fuck yeah Mm -hmm. but am Mm -hmm. i part of his audience hell no right you know what i'm saying you know so it's one of those things where like 
if you meet those right people along the way and along your journey that can create those vibes that connect to your experience, then you create a better, like it damn near becomes like a home run of, of, uh, you know, like, is it going to be like, like it being funny or, or the singer being the greatest singer in the world or whatever. Like even with Drake, to me, I'm not a fan of his music. I know a lot of people like his music, oh, but damn. to me, I think Drake. Man, I fucked you up, huh? I, I think Drake. Oh, yeah. I fuck with him. But Drake music also creates a vibe. Yeah. Drake's music is some of the best music if you got, you know, late 20-something, 30-something women around and mm -hmm. alcohol and, and you want to kick back and do some rooftop shit like day party music. I can't think of a better person to play whether I want to play him or not play him. By not playing Drake, I'm damn near avoiding putting him in the playlist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. So right, he's right. creating a vibe and an experience. Right, right, so right, like right. It, it, you know what I'm saying. Me liking him is, you know what I'm saying. That's damn near arbitrary because the shit I like is like you know like some Wu Tang Clan and shit. But I throw on some fucking. The hoes ain't uh, gonna twerk the triumph. Yes, yeah. I throw on that. They gonna be like, uh, they gonna start pulling out their phones and they gonna start checking out mentally oh, yeah. and then they gonna start dipping. Yeah. I throw on you know some take care and now they all of a sudden feel like staying. You know, thirty minutes that became an hour, that yep, became two yep. hours, that became three hours. You know what I'm saying? And that's the, that's the shit, shit that people want yeah, to connect to. You gotta get to. women a vibe, yeah. But I mean, even mm. dudes, like whatever it is, it's you are creating an experience. That's what people want. We work hard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Life is hard. People raising their kids, people raising their family. So when they want to pay to come to something, I want to experience some shit. Just right. like the football. I don't know the last time y'all went to like a NBA stadium or a football stadium, but they got like carousels and shit. And, and all types of like other games and, and stuff for women and stuff for kids and mm -hmm. stuff for like all this extra shit that ain't got shit to do with the game. When we was kids and we went to Tiger Stadium or the mm -hmm. fucking Silver Dome, you walked in and looked at fucking football. football yeah. I've never went to an NFL game, low key. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Whereas now, the uh, okay. NFL experience they making, when you in Vegas uh -huh. and you look at that new Raiders stadium, you're going to say, Vegas. oh, shit, I, they got a nightclub in the Vegas, in, oh, yeah. in the, in the Raiders stadium? Everybody. It's something yeah. for everybody, nigga. I want to go to that. I don't even like the Cowboys, but look at this shit. You know, I'm partying at the nightclub, and then the players Did walk out right past that, me. There go Dak Prescott. What up, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you don't even give a fuck about that shit. So it's like, nigga, it's something in there for everybody. Yes. That's just being smart. So uh, let me see. Uh, 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 just real quick, since we talking about Corey Holcomb, Corey Holcomb talked to Bill Bellamy about the joke stealing thing, and mm -hmm. they pieced it, uh, oh, and, and they and they uh, basically buried the hatchet or killed the yeah. beef. It wasn't nothing there, and it was one of those situations where I think we all need to kind of take it, take that into consideration. Call a nigga first before you jump on social media. Before you jump the gun, have a conversation with a nigga, and almost cut a nigga some slack. And I think oh, yeah, Corey I did that. that yeah, they too. had the conversation, yeah. and everything was chill shit. So it was like I think that and the fact. When we really get into this, so for people that don't know, Corey Holcomb. You talked about it on the last podcast. We talked yeah. a little bit, but not all the way. But for the people that don't know, like Corey Holcomb do songs. Like you can get his shit on Spotify now. And Corey Holcomb's songs is funny as hell. Like he got shit like, you know, the obese single mom will always provide shelter for me and shit. You know, just crazy Corey shit, right? Like it's mm -hmm. like his comedy brand extending into like R&B shit, right? Mm -hmm. Now. Bill Bellamy saw some of it, uh, some of his act, and this is all in like in the Dallas area. Back to that Texas is popping. They have an Addison 
Improv and Arlington Improv. So they're not far from each other because it's okay. that many people in the Dallas area now, especially black folks. Damn. Like Dallas is popular. I got to check out Dallas. Now, <laughs> now with that being Dude. said, Bill Bellamy went over to see Corey's set and one of the waitresses said, hey, Bill Bellamy did some shit like you. It happened to be Mother's yeah, Day weekend, yeah. but Bill Bellamy gave out some flowers and sung like a like a Mother's Day. It was like a Mother's Day. Some shit that's only going to work on Mother's Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it made sense Corey to do. took it like, oh, this motherfucker trying to take my shit. You know what I'm saying? But part of this also is like, you know, that hearsay. That yep. heard it through the grapevine shit, too. Like, how much do we know about the waitresses? But you all can speak to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then what's the be said? Running around, they they running around. They they might see some of some of the shit here, but they don't see everything. So yeah. it's like as much as they there, you is and let's just let's just assume this bitch sold out. So you running, getting people shit, doing this and that. You hear this here and there, here and there. So she probably didn't hear everything to even say that. And she said it in a way, and then that nigga heard it and took it. And honestly, it probably came one, two, third person because it came yeah, from her from to a nigga, yeah. to mm-hmm. a nigga who who really will want to amp up the shit that Corey be on. And then, hey, yeah, the nigga did da 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 something like you did, and it went to that as opposed to yeah, uh, Bill Bellamy did a song for Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did what? But you know they they always turn comedians against each other, dog. Like I, I understand comedians the co- turn comedians against each other. That's true. I mean, it's the it's the competition, but sometimes it just. It get over, you know. It get it get over testy. You know what I'm saying? I just think everybody should chill because none of us is famous. That's, now, yeah, that's what now I when say, it get bro. to a point when niggas is big time and they do your joke on TV, then like like Precious, the and, Precious and Leslie Jones. And situation. then did you see the K Dub commented on it? I didn't peep that. It's on. They just put it up, and he went in. I guess uh, Leslie Jones straight up and down really stole a joke from him. And he went and checked her about it. I mean, yeah. look, I looked at. Some of the I I I listen to in podcasts and the On East Hoes podcast from Precious Hall and Kamara White. And uh I didn't listen to it for a while because I was like it took a while to get to it. But when I listened to the shit about the shit being stolen, like sometimes just in sometimes body language says a whole lot. Precious's yeah. whole body language was definitely not on no shit where it's like it's extra. But just like what you said when we talked about this before, sometimes comedians be like you can talk around a premise and be acting like just because yeah. the person talked about a premise, like, damn, yeah, you, they, you got a PPP joke? And it's like, hey, man, everybody going to have that's a goddamn how, that, PPP that's how joke. But you, but you know what you said that made sense to me about authenticity and being yeah. like, you talk about shit and I believe it because I can tell that you did it. I don't believe Leslie Jones fucking like that to be talking that. No. To, to do the whole what that dick do joke, it's like, I don't believe it. It don't seem natural coming from you. And that's why I would yeah. lean to the side of like, you probably took that joke from that motherfucker. I, and, I, and she's been doing it long, but like, let's just even take the doing it long. The way Leslie Jones looks, just based on the, the being real. how we see... How, how how society deems what's attractive and unattractive. Leslie Jones is an unattractive woman. So Damn. for an unattractive woman to have That's the really stance of what that dick do, it's like her joke would almost be like, I want to see what that dick, like you going to want to see what this pussy do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how is she coming from a you stance You can't ask of, me what this dick do because whatever I pull out, you going to fuck with because you ain't getting dick like that. Yeah. So don't ask me what the dick do. Just, just you lucky if I pull this motherfucker out. I, I let you yeah. Comedians got like as a person who EPs, man. Like I, I feel like we we can make more money together than apart because let's say Josh, we just started the battle. Like yo, we started. We can make money off of that, you know, be stupid. But we can make more money if I say, hey, yo, Josh, why don't you come on my show? You know, what I'm saying I get you a bag. You know, you try to get you a show. You know, and I get you a bag. I got a point on that. You know what I'm saying in this culture of social media drama 
it's definitely gonna get you more attention. Yeah. In this mm-hmm. in a today's culture, though, I feel ain't like. no sometime all time. Drama is some shit that gets you more attention, which kind of goes to our next topic. We ain't get to last time, like this Kwame mm-hmm. Brown shit. It's like yep, Kwame ahead. Brown beefing with everybody. Steven Jackson, Matt Matt Barnes. Mm-hmm. Kwame Brown beefing with Boyce Watkins. Kwame Brown beefing with Charlemagne the Guy. He beefing with Jamil Hill. He beefing with. Uh, Stephen A. Smith. Now, some of the North shit he's Korea, saying is some real shit, but yeah. it's like now he's becoming a content creator and people like the content. I mean, even with the reality TV, mm-hmm. people, you know, the whole, I don't even watch Atlanta Housewives, right? Right. But just because of hearsay Portia. and earshot, I know what happened. It was like this whole season was whack till I found out Portia took took her took her man. Took and it's like, man. I don't know what the fuck this shit got to do with nothing. <laughs> yep, but right, you know what I'm saying? But right. that's the drama. But like if the shit was just, hey, you know, yeah. we women out here raising our kids and you know what I'm saying, helping them through homeschooling and COVID, people like, I ain't trying to watch this shit. Yeah, I think I think long term that like, but I think like short drama is like short term though. Like, that's true. I but like short term shit be the shit that that's people. It's like because niggas ain't thinking about long term. Niggas yeah. uh, like it's a lot of shit. Niggas on the niggas invest not because niggas thinking getting into uh, to Bitcoin and Dogecoin and all that shit. They think if I put this in here, I can get some money in two three weeks. Yeah, they don't think that's that. Next week in reality, you right. nigga, when you invest into some investing, about five is, years. Yeah, nigga, like. You might as well just put that money in there and don't think about none of it, nigga, until five years from now. And that's what it is. Niggas is like, all right, if I start some shit right now, all these people going to look at me. And then now you have to, and then once they not, they going to go on to the next nigga who go on some negative shit. Right. So then you got to keep doing that. And now you making a career out of spurts. Right. And then eventually, niggas who building brick by brick like you was talking about. Yeah. Next thing you know, you out of nowhere done blew up on some other shit, and they like, well, how this nigga on and really sustaining? Because nigga, you doing a sh- you doing yeah. what everybody can do. Anybody can start some yeah. shit. Like nigga, me and Car can do a fight video in here right now, nigga, and that bitch will go viral. It would, yeah. it would, it would be so much attention because, like, as a fan of Corey Holcomb's comedy mm-hmm. and sort of through people we know, he may even hear this type of shit, but. And I'm still going to be a fan. I think he very talented about how he puts jokes together and what his brand of comedy is, mm-hmm. but. When you Google Corey Holcomb, the first shit you see is the shit between him and Aerie Spears. Yep. The next shit you see is the shit between him and Zoe Williams. And I'm sure the next shit you probably going to see is him and Bill Bellamy. And that's out of like the 25, 30 years of fucking comedy. Yeah, this is the the spotlights yeah, of the bad. shit that goes on. This whole bit, we talked about the Billy Surreal's and Delay shit. Yeah. Like I never really knew Billy's comedy, but I knew Delay's shit. But right now, if you Google Delay, you ain't gonna see none of his jokes and shit. Nope. You gonna see this shit? Yeah, I, I heard about that shit. I, I gotta figure that shit out too. That like, shit is weird. The thing about all he's saying is, is something about the way that the algorithm is set up, and it might just be in yeah. the genre that we live in or the lens mm-hmm. we looking through. Yeah, is that anything negative is pushed to the forefront and right. it get more looks. This person died. This person did this. This person yeah. said that. That right. other shit. But then you got a gang of other great shit that's going on yep. where uh, somebody just bought a house or, you know what I'm saying, yeah. somebody... I mean, put it like this. Even uh, with Paul Mooney just dying, rest in peace, like, mm-hmm. the shit, when you will Google Paul Mooney, the whole shit about the shit Richard Pryor's son said about him is the shit that yeah. is the shit that comes to mind that most people would talk about first. That's and that's and then he died and now people be like, in memoriam, we miss him. Exactly. And it's like, y'all ain't talked about him that, since y'all said he was damn near a sexual predator. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I peeped that And now you want to like, turn around man, and say, man. man, you know, a great one will be missed. Especially like, when they be the same niggas. I be looking at those niggas nasty, bro. Like, you just called this nigga all kind of name. Now you, I miss him, nigga. R.I.P. But that's what niggas do, dog. Like, I remember I seen niggas when Kool-Aid passed, niggas who 
didn't even fuck with him like that. The first, mm-hmm. the first part, the the first entity that I saw put up something about him was some niggas that I know good and well didn't give a fuck about him for real. Mm-hmm. And or at least or, or what he stood for as far and as I comedy. Thought, and I thought that me. too. I thought that and I too. felt the way about that. Like and it made me you mad too. that that was the first thing. That's how I found out was from some niggas in my head. You ain't fuck with that nigga like that for real. Yeah. And it was just like ugh, it just made me feel away. But you know, I, to put all that shit aside and get away from it. You know, at the end of the day, he deserved all the flowers he gets. So even if the fake motherfuckers put it up, cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I it still I is a way dog. that people are like, you know. uh Getting clout from shit that it's just, you know, like doing me and my homeboys, like Sterling, Mike Will. Like, I got a crew, like Sterling, Mike Will, Dewan. That's like probably my closest homeboys, Maceo. Uh, but just doing real shit is not sexy right now. Mm-mm. It's yeah. a lot of extra shit that, like, it, it and then it can be alluring, especially in the social media world, like, because you put up something that's you put up something that you don't think is extra, but people interpret it as extra. And now it's like, oh shit, I got you know what I'm saying? Now I gotta I got I got crown once in checkers. Let me let me see if I can get double king. And that's what let it me is. get triple king. And then the further you go, the more you out there. Like when we really think about the start of to me, the Breakfast Club. I, I ain't listened to that shit in years, but like when that shit first started, Charlemagne seemed to be saying just like some regular shit that like okay yeah that that deserved to be checked that needed to be but like slowly but surely he had to step further and further and further and further in the way of some shit that it's like "Mm, i don't know if a real nigga would say that (laughs) i don't know if that's what we do and then the next thing you know you it's all sensationalism Sensationalism. okay cool i like that term (laughs) and we talk you said we ain't gonna talk about this but the same thing with joe button podcast the coolest thing about joe button podcast because it seemed like it was just three homeboys kicking it kicking it but the further they got the deals and more in it it just became more and more and like even to the point like when joe did that shit where he fired rory in the empty chair it's like joe you gotta know that that shit is extra you gotta know you know what I'm saying? And for everybody else in the room to just co-sign that shit, they they probably are at a level like, man, I'm getting paid. And I'm scared I mean, to say already, this because like, I don't like to know. speak shit into it. You mm-hmm. know, man, we, you know, manifesting is real, and you speak what you speak. But if 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 that's what the industry set up on, with like playing a bunch of games yeah, and making up shit, shit and not saying shit, and I hate to say that I'm too real for that, and because I, I don't like the word real, I don't like the word toxic because real is what's real to you. What Dave would do for mm-hmm. Dave, you yeah. that's what you that's real to Dave, and what's real to me is me. Yeah. I just can't be that nigga no. who do that kind of shit and play with niggas like that out in the front just because I'm like. And then behind the scenes, I'm like, man, well, you know, I got to do this. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I, everything with me has to come from an authentic place. And that's why, like, I get where I don't know. I, I, I pretty much ain't been paying attention to this Kwame Brown shit. But I hear he he really just get it's almost some John Wick shit where they came and killed his dog. And now yeah. he yeah. coming through stabbing niggas in the face with pencils and shit. And everybody yeah. like, why is this nigga tripping? But it's like they was fucking with me. Yeah, they were. Everybody was fucking with that. So nigga look, alive, all right, let's in it. This point, 15 minutes, we're going to go on Kwame Brown because I don't want to miss this shit because it's still relevant, okay. more relevant than the Joe Budden shit. What happened and was he wrong? Was anybody wrong right. in a sense? I'll so, set this up too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. As, I don't like know. Like I say, an Abbott podcast fan. So another one of the podcasts I listen to along with, listen to all the shit on Detroit is different. Let me shout that out. Oh, so other than Josh, you got Piper, you got just the regular Detroit is different show. You got Cornbread and Caviar. Mm-hmm. Unicorns are real. A lot of cool shit. If you just Google Detroit is different, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll run into a lot of cool content. Even searching for Claire Huxtable. That's me and my man Maceo. But 
One of them I also listen to is All the Smoke. Basketball is my favorite yeah, sport. Yeah. Even during this motherfucking podcast right now, I'm checking the ESPN game of the Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks, and the Knicks actually came back on them. So to win, uh, not yet. It's like it's like five minutes left in the fourth, eighty-eight, seventy-eight. Okay. All right. So with that being said, All the Smoke is a podcast with Matt Barnes mm-hmm. and Stephen Jackson. So they talk basketball. And when yeah. I say they talk basketball, they talk to all types of personalities. Some shows I don't listen to, depending upon who they're interviewing. So I ain't listening to one with Shaq yet. I ain't listening to one with Jenny Buss, who's the owner of the Lakers and daughter mm-hmm. of uh, of uh, Jerry Buss. But they, they did a show in a big way. with yeah. Gilbert Arenas. And if anybody know my man, No Chill Gil, Agent Zero, Gilbert you? Arenas is a this, talking shit motherfucker, dog. right? So when they did the show talking shit, Gilbert Arenas gets to like his journey and how he got to Washington and it's a dope setup. Now, Gilbert Arenas is the type of motherfucker that talk a lot of shit. Yeah. And he's always been that. Yeah, yeah, right? no, so no, in him that. talking shit, what he said was, yo, uh the owner of the of the Wizards came to me and said, Look, if you help me get out of the uh the battle of being known as a team that, you know what I'm saying, left this bad shadow from Jordan, I'll be forever indebted to you mm-hmm. and we'll pull this together. And then he was like, All right, so then I go there and Kwame Brown was there and still six five, you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't never seen like damn near seven feet, two hundred and seventy pounds, all pure fucking muscle. But he still his mind just due to he was so young and Jordan was from a different era of basketball. He didn't mm-hmm. know how to like grow the kid the right way. With that being said, right. he was like, I ain't have time because I still was a second round draft pick, meaning Gilbert Arenas, mm-hmm. and I needed to deliver on my shit. I, I couldn't, I couldn't really help manage with him. So then they made some jokes and they said, yeah. like, as far as on the court, it's like, yo, he was a bust. Did they say it like that? Yeah, they basically they said, said it like that. As far as on the court. On the court, yeah, he was court, a bust. Yeah. They okay. never said anything about his personal okay. life. They never said you was a bad father. You was a bad person. You know what I'm saying? He actually even gave reference. Like, he was like, yo, man, this motherfucker, like, everything you would you would have drafted him too. Yep. I but mean, yeah. He yeah. should have. And he said, he yeah, it's not have, his fault. He basically said it's not yeah, his fault. Yeah, he's too. like, if he'd have probably gone to another team and he needed a fresh start, and mm-hmm. that's what he ended up getting. Now, with that being said, Kwame Brown. Listen to that shit, and I guess that was the shit that made him hit the wall where he's like, yo, I'm going to tell you motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And started, and, and it's kind of hard because he went on log-ass rants. Now, I probably collectively listened to, of his rants. That was too many, nigga. Maybe, like, two and a half hours worth of his rants. Yeah. But, like, he may have, like, collectively in a matter of three weeks, he may have up in content world, like, I don't even- 16 hours worth of rants now. You know what I'm saying? You, you see what ticked him off though? He said when uh, Matt Barnes or Stephen A. Jackson, not Stephen A. Jackson, Stephen, Stephen Jackson. Yeah. That, that when uh, the other one tapped the other one on the leg, nigga kind of signaling yeah. him like the laugh part. But, that's they, the but still, they were talking about him from playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and he went from basketball to personal, and then his first premise was like, you attacking these people are attacking black men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you you getting off on attacking black men and you fake activists, you know what I'm saying? You still out here killing people, you know, your girl fucking other people. Like he almost went so far the other way. He has become like a champion for everybody that's like fuck them. Up, yeah. And with it, now this is where I think Charlemagne was definitely out of pocket and it ain't make no sense cuz Charlemagne came in and saying like in his own media way, like, 
you know, I understand he's a man that may deal with mental issues because I went to high school with his sister and his sister said, you know, his father, you know, buried a woman alive and murdered her. And it's like, and then, and then like oh, two days later, he come back and apologize. Like I could see how he could be, uh, I could see how you could, y- your trauma could be triggered by that. And it's yeah. like, motherfucker, what you mean? Like if you say my dad murdered somebody alive, your brother you, know, you could see now my trauma would be triggered. It's like, motherfucker, that shit is some on-site shit. Now, because you're talking about my family. Yeah. That's some personal yeah. shit. It's yeah. some hearsay shit from some girl you went to high school with in South Carolina. And we don't even know what the validity of that shit exactly. is. Exactly. You yeah. just said it to say it. You know what I'm saying? That's that and shit. Now documented, though. But say you're saying way. it in a way, <laughs> like kind of making me seem like, Oh, you a whole ass motherfucker for being triggered by that. But you know, I understand how that could trigger your trauma. <laughs> that's how niggas you know what I'm saying? Up. I never even like, knew he said you that. Whole ass nigga. And you know what? That's one of them things about that and it bothered me just on a smaller scale. When people like I, I catch myself, okay, you ever know somebody business and then you just yeah. be sitting around and like let's just say like fuck it. I know Dave, Dave, I know you, mm-hmm. and Kari's sitting there. And let's say Kari yeah. told me something about him. And me and you sitting around, and then I we just stop, we kind of run out of shit to talk about, and yeah. I be like, Hey man, you know this nigga Kari take the toothbrush and put it all the way down his throat and gag itself just because he like how I feel. <laughs> and it's like, you didn't say nothing about Kari. We ain't talking about yeah, Kari. Yeah, but sometimes yeah, yeah, people yeah. just say shit and you, and in your head, even if I said to you, it's like, why did I say that? Loose lip niggas. It's just yeah. no point of saying that. And I think I didn't even know he said that, but I know he said something that day. They was like, yes. he was in his right to hit he him over here. He tried to say that he did it as trying to tell niggas to back off because because he's dealt hands. with that, that type crazy. of stuff his whole life. But that ain't. But it's like that is not the premise of how you do that. Right. Especially a person that does radio every day. Yeah. Because he knows he know the not way to play to do with Jay Z like that. Yes. He, he know how to handle certain motherfuckers. He know how to handle certain motherfuckers' business in a way to where I gotta say it in the right way so that it don't. So it's like, nigga, if you gonna carry Jay like that or Nas like that or whoever or Angie Martinez like yeah. that, yeah. you gotta carry everybody like that. And that's where he came back and fucked yeah, up. Exactly. And you know what happens? I just believe in the law of intention. When you do shit like that. That it come, come back. back on you. Yeah, come back like, on you. Yeah, it was yeah. like, as much as he been in the driver's seat winning, like even with the whole Joe Button shit, yeah. he he was in the driver's seat of his intention, put him in a space where it was like, all right, now you come out on the end, and when you reply and say what you say, it makes so much sense, and you got the game on your side. Now you fucked up. And then this nigga brought up like, oh, you putting Spanish flies in bitches' Diet Coke, homie? <laughs> <laughs> and you said that, nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you know how the world works. Charlemagne, he... Kwame Brown has brought back up one of the things, one of the biggest, I guess, known scandals about Charlemagne ever. And he's like, yo, they need to kick him off the air. I can't believe Angela Yee sit right there next to him. And then that guy that cheats on his wife, DJ Envy, too. So, like, it's like the (laughs) shit is to a level where, like, it's it's damn near, like, shrapnel and shit. Like, (laughs) this shit went off and and everybody around it. That's John Wick shit, nigga. It's like, nigga, I didn't kill your dog, but because we got to get at you, now I'm about to get stabbed in the face, nigga, with a fucking pixie stick. Yeah. I just happened to be standing next to the dude that killed your dog. I didn't even know he killed your dog yesterday. I, yeah. I just this my homie. Yeah, now this you my Russian homie. Don't you, know, don't you just? I just hate when niggas be messy, bro. Hey, yeah. Because like, if I say, if you say, Dave, you a trash ass comedian. I'm not gonna be like, nigga, you a bad dad, and then you, 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 you got yeah. a GD, nigga, you yeah. failed school. You like that? What the fuck? Like you was wrong, but damn, nigga, what I'm gonna do, be wronger? What the f- yeah. But now, but when we think about this, Kwame Brown. I mean, sports media has grown mm. in the world of like gossip and shit like that. And I like mm-hmm. sports. It like to the point where like even when I was a wrestling fan, I grew up in an era where the the commentating in the media around hits wrestling is sports entertainment. I think sports right now is like how wrestling was. Like I 
I definitely care way more about Stone Cold walking down the fucking uh, mm-hmm. whatever the ramp and get and grabbing a beer and talking shit to Vince McMahon and actually watching Stone Cold okay. in the ring. Yeah, sports is that right now. Like right. it's way more sports media. Yeah, so it's yeah. way more people probably caring about okay if the mm-hmm. Knicks lose is Trey Young gonna gonna say fuck the crowd again because the mayor or jumped in happen, and the mayor of New York and the got mayor into jumped it. in and, and like sports media yeah. during the era of Kwame Brown just happened to be like the poster child for the bus the same way like Jamarcus Russell was looked at as a bus yeah. and just a whole lot of people and but the reality is if you are drafted yeah. number one overall and you do not deliver to what the city expects you to be a number one overall. They gonna look at you as but, a bus. RG three. It. It's you a know? city. It's a city of niggas who, in reality, you got paid a lot of money to play a kids game. So yeah. people gonna have their opinion on you. Yeah. And everybody you not gonna. Every, that, everybody dog. fucking nigga. Everybody that get in the league ain't gonna become a hall of famer or wins championships and shit like that. So you are you a bus because of that, or you not good? Okay, but, you know, but, but 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 in it, it goes back to the experience. Mm-hmm. It's just like with that wrestling shit. As much as fans come to cheer. It's other fans on some Apollo shit that want to come to boo. Yeah, that's yes. right. And but, that want to come to call you a bust. That want to say, fuck Trey Young n- hasn't played with fans in the in the stands damn near all year. This is his first playoff game. Yeah. Fucking, he you makes two shots in the, in the whole fucking New York, Madison Square Garden. Hey, boo, fuck Trey Young. <laughs> fuck Trey Young. Fuck, you know what I'm saying? I so it's like, quiet, God this bitch damn. Yeah, you know what year, I'm saying? But I drop. paid money to do this shit. Yep. You pay money because food. that I don't know if y'all ever been to like a sports event like that or like, but it's oh, yeah. become I, that. That's I'm a that part boy, nigga. I ain't gonna of the experience. I, I, go I did the Apollo, nigga. Now, I watched them boo niggas to that. Big That's shook. a classic example. The Apollo is a place where it's like you know, like what Lauren Hill said. I'm a, a ten year old girl me. singing, and these motherfuckers is like fuck that. But, but you <laughs> know what though? Look, like, let's, like for what this really is, I believe what this is. I believe this is PTSD because let's let's be honest. Mike fucked that nigga up. Mike fucked so. that nigga up. It was reports that Mike we used to call this nigga, and I, this is Mike's word, not mine. That he was calling him a fag, all kind yeah. of bitch. He was saying words, nigga, that that's not acceptable in today's culture. And they say he they broke he broke he broke the nigga spirit. Either way, we want to say Mike, it. But Mike obviously is a motherfucker. Yeah. It, like he from a different era. Nigga, but he, he was dealing with Kirk. other grown men. He punched the like Mike has multiple stories you know? of being uh what we would deem as a toxic motherfucker yeah. in the workplace. But, but not just Mike, a lot of people. But, but the thing is, though? when you bring it hits, this is what really mm-hmm. The shadow of Kwame Brown kind of fucked up LeBron getting drafted because people was looking at like, damn, you want to draft a high school guy? Mm-hmm. Because that era NBA players was on some wild, but, or, or I don't want to say wild shit, but awesome shit where a grown man, it was hard for a grown man to adjust. That shit with Dennis Rodman in the in the parking lot of the palace with the shotgun when he found out that like Buddha Edwards and all them dudes ran a train on the girl he made his wife and they was like, don't wife her, cuz. You know, like... But Dennis Rodman was like a young country ass kid from Texas that yep. like still had a boy like mentality. That shit fucked him up. It's a man's game. You a kid coming to play a man's game yes. and deal with man's problems, like man yes. problems. And nigga, that shit can do something to you. And you know, Jordan came from an era yeah. of that shit was what it was. But, like here we and, go. But you know what it is though. What? It's remember it, it, it's it, when you were here for twenty years. Remember that nigga kicked your ass every day. You remember that shit? Mm. And nigga got tired of that shit. Nah. Like damn. But nigga. but I think it's still the psychology. Like 
who's the youngest comedian y'all ever seen perform? Like, that's why I think, and, and he's brilliant, but mm-hmm. I think he obviously ticked because Dave Chappelle was in them comedy clubs as a kid. Like, who's the youngest comedian y'all ever seen? And it got to, like, to be the 16-year-old dude in a comedy club the rest of your life got to fuck with you. Lil JJ probably. Oh. I mean, I don't know if he uh, meant somebody we didn't personally, but yeah. nigga, just doing like nigga comedy, yeah, comedy or reality, grown comedy, people yeah, do. yeah, nigga. Like a lot of this shit we do, nigga, is for grown people. So yeah. like when you coming to a young like nigga, me even coming to this bitch doing, starting comedy at twenty one, like nigga, I, that's literally when you become old enough to do anything for real, yeah. drink and kick it. So nigga, I'm still coming in here with a kid's eyes and niggas telling me like, man, we be eating waitresses off from Coney Island, nigga. So get ready, like this is the life we live. <laughs> Welcome to you, bitch. What? Like and then nigga like yeah you a kid going into comedy club uh, fuck comedy clubs going into Mandy's and going into Blackberry and grown motherfuckers who don't care is booing you or yeah, they don't like nigga. niggas like that so it's like that shit got nigga like up. that shit'll fuck with you and Kwame Brown nigga number yeah. one draft pick by Michael feel Jordan bad for him, though, like you got to think about that it's it's one thing for somebody to just draft you number one but for the greatest player of all time to say you good yeah. enough to be the number one pick adds an extra amount of pressure to it and yeah. then in his head he like yeah I got to make this work so. Jordan, it's just about knowing your 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 yeah. personnel too. Like you know, you got to deal with this nigga a little bit differently than you deal with other motherfuckers. And, Jordan and Jordan didn't have that type of attitude. I mean, it's yeah. the same shit that where pliable. Richard Pryor didn't really fuck with Eddie like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like this young kid, Competition, man, fuck yeah. this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So and, and Eddie, like they don't talk about it so much, but Eddie was young as fuck when he was doing stand up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like. Like it, it, like what you said. Like anything, when you that young and dealing with that type of criticism, especially from somebody you consider, it's either a gonna legend. make you or fucking break you. You either yes. gonna become the best of all time, or you gonna become That's, a shadow of uh, yourself. I, like you, you never gonna develop, and it's probably gonna affect you in other aspects of your life. You are gonna feel like you're a fucking failure, maybe your finances and all that. But from what I hear, I don't know nothing about this nigga Kwame. He seemed like he doing good, but the nigga ain't no hoe about his shit, and he gonna talk his shit. He a big country ass nigga, yep. and ain't too many niggas gonna whoop his ass. No, <laughs> that's I, the other thing. I'd be like, man, that, I, I, I want to see him in Matt Barnes' box. But though. I also think this is the <laughs> politics of sports and a lot of other stuff too. Because not only were you drafted by him, you he started playing too. So the parameters of how they wanted to sell jerseys mm-hmm. was we selling Jordan jerseys. So we trying to align this team with other veterans and people that can play mm-hmm. off Jordan. But it's like Jordan and Rip Hamilton would get into it, and, and Rip would be like, "Man, I'll bust your ass." But yeah. Rip is older. Yeah, He's been man. in the league a little bit longer. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to bust your motherfucking ass, Jordan. And Jordan didn't like that either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time. Like, what you going to like, nigga? Stackhouse, yeah, Stackhouse and Jordan got to it. Everybody now. did. <laughs> because it's like, you in you Jordan's mind, back. I'm the greatest athlete ever. Yeah. But my, my my athleticism is no longer matching the way I play. Five because, the time. you know, and, and, and that's but what I makes a guy like LeBron. So fucking unprecedented because he was so young, always dealt with so much criticism, mm-hmm. and the way he carries himself is still at a level where like I can't even believe because he deal with so much criticism. Where's this nigga side bitches? That's that one. They around. Where's LeBron? Them side NDAs he got so ironclad. That's part of that's part of keeping <laughs> ho- it clean. Them hoes had to sign NDA and they are they are uh, they have chips in them and if them bitches do or say anything <laughs> they will explode. <laughs> That's part of, that's part of keeping it clean. But that's, that's part of Derek G to this shit, dog. That's I'm part telling you. of keeping it clean. But 
But like he's saying about other NBA players, you got to think, like, Kwame Brown came at a time where it was like NBA niggas came, Tracy was good, fucking Kobe was good, KG was good. So then Kwame hey, came and was, was yeah. one of the hiccups. And then, like mm-hmm. you said, with LeBron, it was like, oh, well, maybe this shit don't work. It took one nigga to do it. But it was like, all these other niggas worked. Sebastian Telfair didn't work. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. First little man, first point guard to get drafted in the first lottery. Well, that nigga kept getting caught with guns. Though. That nigga was different than that. Oh, they caught Sebastian Telfair with guns? Yeah, yeah that's why his, yeah. his shit. Because he kept, he kept being sweet, but he never had a breakout because nigga never kept was getting in trouble. Like I never seen him really ball like that. And he had a couple games where, like, but it's like, it's like, I, I, it seemed like, because he got in trouble in the beginning. It was like, it was more of, should I invest my time in a, and, and the nigga who keep getting caught with guns and bullshit, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get no nigga no minutes like that. I'm going to invest in the next player. I just think it's That's hard for a it. little man to come in the league and have an impact. Like, most of these niggas that went number in high school were bigger niggas who were, like, freak athletes, mm-hmm. who were, like, niggas who could handle the ball at 16, or you was a big man and all that shit. Like, to be a little guy, I feel like you need to go to college and learn how to be a point guard. I agree. Learn I how to run a team. I mean, seventeen-year-old niggas gonna come run play point, gonna gonna run the point guard in the NBA. It's like, nigga, get the fuck on, little nigga. Hand me the ball. I think, I think you can find the right yeah. system though. If it's the I, right system, but that's part of like, but will a team invest in giving you the right system? Right. Because yes, it, exactly. we Somebody. still trying to sell some motherfucking jerseys. Somebody yeah. should have told. So Jordan. it's like, Shut like I'm looking at, I'm looking at the the shit back in the world of sports, and I think if if Aaron Rodgers does retire. Or does go to another team. He will. That dude, that dude, that quarterback, what's his name? Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. Jordan Love about to deal with so much mu- He gonna Ooh. deal with a Kwame Brown level pressure. Oh, yeah, it's fucked up. But that they nigga said better be like, yo, let him stay. Let him stay. Let me, let me, let me they take a red shirt. But it's too late now. Even if Aaron Rodgers come back and finish his career there, they mm-hmm. gonna always be like, you was a nigga who created turbulence, bitch. If you ain't if you anything less than Joe Montana, you was a failure. You got to win two rings for this. Yes. For this to and make sense. Any nigga that come behind a goat, no, nah, that's the worst. So Especially Jordan Love, is he didn't even do that. Way. He didn't do that. He no. didn't tell them niggas to get him and trade up for me. They mm-hmm. did that because they was trying to be the smartest motherfucker in the room because they felt like Aaron Rodgers was gonna fall off and that nigga came back and won another MVP. And, and did, where, where the fields go? Did he go to Chicago or uh, uh, somebody? Justin Fields, Fields went Justin to Chicago. Fields? I know that nigga about to get all the bitches in Chicago. Yeah, he gonna be on the popping. Hey, because well, we'll they see he how long he, shit. But Chicago, it's gonna be more. But I think. But just in the world of sports, Jordan Love about to deal with so much fucking pressure. And Green Bay, nigga. I wouldn't want to deal with the pressure. It ain't even the Green Bay. It's the fact that he's the MVP quarterback. I feel you. And, and you look like the reason. The fans, or at least the fans, is going to look yeah. at you like you the reason. Every sports talk is going to be like, you know why Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave. Well, hopefully they sitting there now. And then with the publicists or whoever be like, look, let's train you now. Yeah. You can never look frazzled. You can never do da 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 When they come to you, answer these questions like this. Da, da, he that's, did not He take... ain't throwing the football. This nigga is doing media training right now, nigga, because you got to. <laughs> real, it's a campaign. It's like, nigga, the first thing you got to do is win the Green Bay fans back. Yeah. And, nigga, once you do that, then you got to go he, win on the field. He has not taken a snap. No, he ain't. He ain't I feel like I, I would yet. at least want to be in a big market, like, uh, like New but, York. But. but even it don't matter how big, it don't matter the it's the brand of the team. Like Josh, yeah. like me, is a Steelers fan, and we got a quarterback problem because this nigga Ben Roethlisberger don't want to fucking I wish, retire. I wish we'd have drafted a nigga, but so I'm cool. Ben Roethlisberger don't want to retire. So as long as he want to be there because he got the championships, he gonna be able to be there. But like basically. The the Packers was looking at the Steelers like we don't want to be in a situation. Hey, we don't. You know you make me notice like why why quarterbacks don't want to sit down and let let the next nigga because you got to think bro. about it like this who want to who want to stop being a nigga with the biggest dick in the room. That's true. You got to yeah. think in the NFL nigga it's only sixteen it's sixteen big dicks. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody got a franchise quarterback, and it's like, you never want to look up and be like, my dick don't work as good as it used to no more. Yeah. You won two Super Bowls in a place where, nigga, they got, they got five. I mean, oh, no, but no, no, niggas four, be now trash. They got six. Like, Tom Brady is a freak of nature, but, like, even Tom Brady, I know niggas got to be like, uh, come on, you, my nigga. A lot How of these niggas be? been the man their whole life, though, dog. This nigga 42. They've been the man <laughs> since they was in, they was kids. They was in, in yeah. Pop Warner. Now, now, now yeah. what do Ben got to look forward to after this? It's over with. Yeah. It ain't gonna, all he got now is when they they honor the, the 2016, he can come out. Everybody look at old Ben Ben's Wally Burger, but they don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. It's about the new nigga now. You can't get the pussy like you used to no more. These mm-hmm. hoes ain't fucking with you no more, nigga. You got to be with your wife. You fat, you out of shape. Yeah. You ugly. That's you ain't the nigga dog. no more. That's why I want to be in a big city because then you can always be the Ric Flair. Like you Cam, see this Lambo? No, I don't <laughs> even think it's like that. Like you seen Cam Flair Newton, lately? Like we looking at Cam Newton because to me, Damn, last year it was so tough watching them them Patriot Cam, it was tough watching some of them Carolina Cam Newton games because you know how talented he is, and mm. I feel like no team ever really blocked for him the right way. But yeah, you're now right. Cam Newton is going to be like the most talented backup quarterback, and I don't know if he. And it's fucked up. I wouldn't even come to Pittsburgh because I feel like with the chip on his shoulder and the team we had, we could have really went crazy. But just to think about Cam, and when niggas don't talk about this, they treated him like a running back where he was yeah. 80% of the offense. And not only 80%, put it like this, Aaron Rodgers is 80% of his offense, but he's yeah. throwing the ball. Yeah. Cam Newton was running that bitch Ain't no quarterback 15. besides Cam got 10 touchdowns a, uh, a year. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and, it, and the nigga, and the nigga's running the ball 15 times a game, and they really hitting him. And because he mm-hmm. a bigger quarterback, they don't blow the whistle like they do when yeah. they grab Aaron Rodgers. I think yeah. they, he's a black quarterback, they, they, but I feel Maybe, like, and yeah. it's also got a lot to do with, nigga, you can probably shrug a couple of these niggas off and throw the ball. We've seen you do it. They do that with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. So they take more punishment than they need to because they bigger dudes. I'd say they should have moved him to running back, dog. No, they shouldn't have. He was a quarterback. Hey, he's still he's killing him, though. No, he's been killing no, these niggas, yeah, though. He's, no. he's a quarterback who can run the ball. And you got to think, to run the ball from the running back position is a different kind of running right. than it is. Like, yeah. the angles and the shit and the reads are different because where you coming from. So, maybe back when he's a kid, but no, the nigga can really throw the ball. He got a quarterback. If he changes his game up enough, like, Russell Wilson plays the quarterback position for a running back nigga, a quarterback that can run mm-hmm. smart enough. He get he out when a... he's supposed to. He just played a game good. And he going to be able to play a long time, but... They at least need to give him a real squad, though, because last year he ain't had Who, no Cam? type of squad. Uh, yeah. They doing he need that a now. He might fuck around with Julio Jones. If he do that... that... That's that's his test, and he need, he need some blockers too, dog. Yeah, but they last year COVID happened. He didn't yeah. really get to train the system and they got all that. Six this is touchdowns. We ever win the sports, and I don't think ever. And I really have fun with this shit. Yeah. I didn't know Dave know like this. Dave, what you got coming up? Oh uh, man, uh, Marshall's Madness uh, Act Three coming out. Uh, working on my stand up, man. Come out to these shows, man, or book me. Goddamn. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, Man, uh, that's the cartoon. Did you now, show that, or did I miss it? I, I shout out my shows, man. This okay, actually coming oh, out man. next week or, or next coming weeks or so. We'll announce it. Uh, yeah, more skits every day on Instagram. I'm saying, book me for shows. I'm open to shows. You know, a little summer tour. I'll be in NY next week too. Y'all okay. fucking me in NY. Make sure you go to the Bronx. That's where you need to go. I, 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 I stayed in the Bronx last time. Now I'm, I'm in Harlem this time. I don't time. know about staying, but go. Just go see it. They can jump on the train. I, I, go fuck Bronx, around. I, nigga, nah, I almost got my ass whipped in the Bronx last yeah, time. Man, nigga. Every time your shit. stories is, you damn near get your ass whooped everywhere. Every time, nigga. <laughs> this nigga. Hey, I'm a slippery nigga, though. Okay, I, almost every time. You, sound, you look like the type of nigga niggas just be, they want to try it. Like, niggas be like, we're going to try this. They're nigga. not fast enough, nigga. Everywhere you go, a nigga pulling a gun about to beat your ass. Hard, what you got up? Same old, same old. A lot of studio. We're going to be back Friday, too. EJ, we missing you. You're going to be back in effect. Yeah, we miss you. He do it for free, so that's why we really want to show that nigga all that love. <laughs> Follow EJ, man. Funny guy, man. He got his own podcast, Ride Along Podcast with two A's. 
Boku. That's it, Car? Yeah, that's it. All right, shout out to my barber and his ball fade. Uh, my nigga yeah. got me together, Leon. Yeah. And uh, real quick, I mean, I, I wanted to go live, but I real quick, man, I wanted to go live, but my man just sent me some shit. Hopefully, I can open this bitch up. It's from uh, Become the Bag. My man sent me like a hoodie and he sent me some shit. I probably should have had the artist open. That's production shit, but if I had an assistant, I could. But uh, y'all fuck with him, man. He got shirts, he got hoodies and stuff like that. And you know, that's black owned business. I can't open it. This was unprofessional. But shout out to my <laughs> nigga. I take a picture with me wearing this, my dog. I appreciate you sending me this stuff. I don't put the address out there. Had motherfuckers come stalking niggas. But uh, thank y'all, man. Um, I'm in Grand, I'm in Flint coming up. I don't know when it's gonna be out, but I'm in Flint Saturday, and then I got another show with Foolish that night. And uh, I got a bunch of shit popping off. Keep listening to the podcast. This was just some shit we did on a Wednesday. We'll see you guys Friday. Y'all be cool, man. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.